Blog Talk Radio. Later on, 
But again, keep me in your prayers and stuff like that. And but it was not as bad as I thought. Oh my God, it was not as bad as I thought. It was really good. Okay, so uh, yeah. So, uh, but we'll talk about that uh, maybe in the next coming upcoming weeks. I'll discuss with you guys some stuff, and I think it will help women because I want to encourage women in this particular arena and how important it is. But I'm going to uh, talk to y'all about that probably maybe on next, maybe in a show in the next couple of weeks. And I'll tell y'all, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll have a discussion about health and uh, my experiences the last few weeks. So uh, maybe I'll share that with you guys, okay? So, and I think it's important because I think more women who hear, you know, things and stuff like that, you know, it encourages you guys to do uh, things you need to do, okay? All right, so, child. Oh, my goodness. It has been, listen. So much is going. I, you know, some of the. Listen, I had like you know all the stories. Like last week, I was going to talk to y'all about. Oh, I love. I just saw the. Um, I just saw the trailer for Tyreek Tyreek Nasheed's microphone check. I let me shout out to Tyreek. Okay, thank you for doing a hip hop story of where hip hop come from. Because I'm so tired of people. You know, they trying to globalize. Listen. There is this whole idea, this movement in the last 40, 30, 30 years to globalize hip-hop and stuff like that, and not giving, it's just like, you know, it's not that African-Americans, because I've been seeing a lot of smart remarks and stuff like that. Like I, like I saw some people today on the me arguing on the shade room about, because uh, I guess Burner Boy was saying something about it. He didn't give any specific group. He was just saying how people used to think African men weren't cute, and now they the hot thing or whatever. And uh, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know many people because we, you know, post nineteen sixty five, it wasn't a lot of Africans unless she was on the East Coast or something like that. In or like in schools in Midwest in the Midwest, I hardly you mean you, we didn't hardly know. I didn't know like a lot of Africans and stuff until I got to junior high. I mean, no high school, not even in my high school college, to be honest. So, uh, but yeah, so there wasn't a lot of you know. Uh, you know, a lot of maybe if you lived on the East Coast or something like that. But then there was this big discussion in there about people calling people African booty scratchers and names and stuff. And they were talking about he was talking about how they got harassed by Black Americans all the time. Let me just say this, and, and this is a new narrative that's been coming up. First of all, African Americans used to call they used to dog everybody. If he was in the African American community, colorism is a part of the Af- Black American community. I used to get called Oreo, <laughs> and I'm not paying. Well, my pants are black. <laughs> okay, uh, yellow banana. <laughs> I mean, nothing was harsh as what I see my dark skin brothers and sisters go through. I mean, stuff like um, uh, African booty scratcher was regular black, regular black American people got called that. All kind of stuff. Okay, but it wasn't no hit towards Africans. As a matter of fact, most black kids didn't know nothing about Africans. <laughs> You know, in those days and stuff like that, in the seventies and all that. But we was in a lot of African kids in our classes. I think to personally believe that was an overhearing of what Black Americans probably used to call other Black Americans and stuff like that. If you was dark, you got it. Everybody got colorism things in African American. But it's this thing, new thing, to try to make it seem like Black Americans was targeting Haitians. And 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 Jamaicans <laughs> and targeting uh, uh, Africans. Listen, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna straight up. 
post-96, it wasn't a lot, right? And, um, I mean, until post-1965, maybe even probably towards the 80s, you know. But um, what I'll say is this, colorism did not just start, it's not a black American thing, and that's as I said on the thing, you know, Africa has had a struggle with colorism for a long time. I mean, even tribalism in Africa. How do you think black, most black people around the world of diaspora happened, okay? There was already lots of division in Africa, tribal in different countries, all kinds of things, okay? And colorism has existed there also. When you hear the stories of different countries, like, you know, in Nigeria, the extreme colorism, I mean, people were trying to, at one time, trying to lighten their skin. Those were big stories. Uh, that's always happened in different countries in Africa. But not only that, um, not only that, but um, uh, the Rwanda. You talk about Rwanda, and you talk about the genocide, what happened in Rwanda. When you read the story about it behind that and how two Catholic priests came over there and convinced them that they were different from each other, it is crazy. So this isn't just a, don't try to come and say, like I, like I said on my little shade room post, I said, don't try to come and say black people was, like black American people was targeting Africans and African men and me, African men ugly. Our people was too busy trying to fight Jim Crow. <laughs> <laughs> to be thinking of whether Africans are ugly or not. That's why. I mean, it's just crazy. I don't know what this deal, these, these, this new deal is to attack black Americans. I have no clue what this is about. I, I don't know what this um, new thing is happening. It's crazy. I, I don't know. But shout out to, and to not acknowledge the things that black Americans have done in throughout the world. That's just crazy to me. I, I don't understand what's happening there. But Tariq Nasheed is doing this, um, great documentary about uh, hip-hop. And I think that he really, I think I think that what happened, and, and this is how I see it, and I'm sure his his documentary will, because Tyreek is really, really good with his documentaries, but um, I think what happened is that when you, when you move in, a lot of immigrants moved into uh, New York and different places like New York, and black Americans, in that those cities in the urban arenas, when you would come into those urban arenas, were leading in those urban arenas, and a lot of minority groups attached on, especially their children, to Black America. If you lived in urban centers, right? And Black America had its own swag, its own kind of thing, and everything like that, including rapping. Rapping and stuff was already going on. I've already talked about that. I don't even know. Even breakdancing was going on in the 1930s and 40s. Y'all, y'all, wow, y'all be like somebody had up the other day. I couldn't believe it. I was so, I, I laughed so hard. They had a Mexican man moonwalking time. He just he discovered me. I said, we are not gonna do this. Y'all not gonna do it. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know what the hell's going on, but it's crazy. I'm like, what? And so you know, black people ha- were were. Let me just say, not. I'm going to say this, and I don't want people in the diaspora to get offended. But Black Americans were the originators of cool, okay? So it, 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 and only, and part of that was why I say that is because it was it, we were we were in America, which was largely becoming a superpower, okay? 
America built Hollywood. America had a lot of power, force, money behind it. And so even uh, if you were in the lower class, black black American uh, was sold off to all the world as like an ideal blackness, standard of blackness. When you hear uh, stories from across the world, even in Africa and stuff, you know, people always talk about Ebony Jet and stuff like that. Those all depicted black lifestyle, black American lifestyle, the high elite parts of it, but also sometimes the low parts of it. And where a lot of the hip stuff and everything came from was urban centers, hoods, ghettos, okay? <laughs> so, I mean, to, um, I always, I have to always fight this because I, I hate that. I know y'all say, Carlotta, you talk about that a lot. It's important because I don't want my people's history to be erased. You know what I'm saying? Why I don't want my ancestors' history to be erased, especially what they went through in America. And I know there is trickery. It's not people in the diaspora's uh, problem, but what what you don't under a lot of people don't understand is sometimes you're used you're used against Black Americans to change the dynamic. To um, if you if you come from another country, uh, immigrate. Sometimes you may have thoughts about African Americans, good and bad, right? And uh, sometimes they consider you softer towards racial issues, more appreciative to of racial things and stuff like that. Whereas black people in America, we kind of know the deal. Yeah, sometimes we we too used to it, but sometimes also. We 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 know the deal, and it's a little bit harder to play us. But by creating some hodgepodge idea and group, makes it easier to um, for white supremacy to uh, establish itself even more and create a sense of erasure uh, um, of Black Americans. It's just my opinion, but. I digress, but let me let y'all hear. I want y'all to hear a little bit of the uh, trailer from uh, Tariq Nasheed's microphone check, Hidden History of Hip Hop, which is coming out soon. Let me see if I got it up here. Okay, and I have to put it on the uh, Carlisle Chat with Facebook page if you want to check out the trailer, okay? But let's listen to it. It's the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, and we still have a lot of discrepancies as far as the origins of hip-hop, a lot of claims, who did what, who was the first this, who was the this, and that, and such and such. But at the end of the day, we need a definitive story, all right? And that story can only be told by the founders of this culture. Like, everything was being driven and influenced by young, black, American culture, like the slang, the style of dress, the initial uh, music that we chose. Look at uh, all the furrows. You got, you know, money making Manhattan and money earning Mount Vernon and Brooklyn. The Bronx was the boogie down Bronx. We was partying up there. I asked Coach Laurent, the first MC of hip hop, the first cat to pick the mic up. I introduced rapping to the turntable because when I came with it, nobody in the world was doing it. I'm right after Rudy Ray Moore. They want to come in the mix. They want to say, I was, we started. No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. What can't be known as hip-hop was solely an African-American creation. What would you get out of some Jamaican toast? What is that? I've never heard of a rapper use a Jamaican toast or a Jamaican flute as a rhyme. I've never heard of it, and I don't know where that myth came from. 
and that's how they learn to navigate. That's true. That was going on in the Midwest. You learned, you navigated. If you was if you grew up in the urban areas, you navigated through hood people, black people, black Americans who were in the hoods and stuff like that. So you know, but in the hoods, we was the majority of the culture. So for them to be trying to say hip hop was that's just wild to me. I just found that. <laughs> I mean, because one guy made a break. I mean, in a record. I mean, that's crazy. <clears throat> it's just crazy. That is just crazy because a lot of that stuff was uh, was going on way before, and it was it was it was uh, New York is probably uh, the the breeder of the full culture of hip hop. But hip hop was actually going on, and people were rapping in gospel and all kinds of stuff beforehand. Hip hop comes from uh, Black American traditional culture, most of it, right? Even graffiti. I mean. I mean, but you guys, that's why I shout out to Tyreek Nasheed that is going to begin to give a history lesson with microphone tech. And uh, I think it just doesn't uh, fit the narrative today for it to, uh, you know, to sell hip-hop globally. Uh, they no longer want black Americans to be the ambassador. They're like, oh, well, uh, it's, if we say everybody, even if we're lying a little, fudging a little here and there, people will feel a part of it and want to buy into it. But people are buying into us anyway. We already was a universal people. So I, I don't understand what's going on. It's kind of crazy. But, yeah, so it's interesting. I'm excited to see what, uh, that full documentary. I think it's going to be really, really good, okay? Um. What else is going on here, child? <clears throat> so much. Okay, so I am going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to go into, I'm going to go into some of the uh, stories that are going on, a couple of the stories, and then I'm going to get into uh, the Maxwell Concert Review. Uh, then I'll talk about Beyonce and Corinne Bagley Ray, <laughs> and uh, uh, also, you know, what, you know, I thought was, I already did a little bit of this, if you probably uh or follow me on my page, on my personal page, but and I, I did it on live after I came from the concerts, but I'm going to kind of refresh that and do that and talk a little bit about this more um, when we get back. Y'all, child, I don't have no show, so y'all going to have to excuse me tonight if I'm, <laughs> if I'm trying to get stuff together and talking to y'all, okay? So, <clears throat> meanwhile, we're going to start off with, we're going to start off, Chad, I don't know. We should start off with Cuffy because we're going to talk about Beyonce. I should be talking about a Maxwell song, and we're going to talk about him for a minute. Child, let's do Cuff It, okay? We'll start off with Cuff It. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, okay? <laughs> be back. I feel like falling in love. I'm in the mood to fuck something up. I need to drink in my cup.
All right, you guys. That's Maxwell with Ascension. It's the CC Show, and I am back, and we are talking late-night hot topics, okay? So let's get you to uh, some of the hot topics. President Biden, this is from Buzz Loving, predicts America will soon be minority white European country. Joe Biden is an idiot. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, I just, I'm sorry. I know y'all know y'all president. I don't like him. He's an idiot. And, to, and, and, and some of the, <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. I, oh, Lord. But it says, this is according to Buzz, um, uh, whatever Buzz Loving, it says, uh, President Joe Biden made a bold prediction in an interview claiming that the U.S. will soon be a minority white European country. Yeah, because he won't close the borders. Jesus. Anyway. Uh, we're going to be very shortly a minority white European country, Biden shared and added, and sometimes my Democratic colleagues don't speak enough to make it clear that that is not going to change how we operate. Oh, God, he's a idiot. I can't. I, You know, listen, I don't like Joe Biden. I'm, it is what it is. The president said it's not so much the economic benefits. It's treating them with respect, treating them with respect. Biden's statement is based on predictions by the U.S. Census Bureau that claim that by 2045, white people will no longer be the majority population in the states. Well, they probably will. Let me just explain something. Minorities will be the population, but minority, if there is a very tricky, it's tricky numbers. They'll still be the majority because they are one group. The problem with minorities is, like, if you're, there's no such thing as, like, I've, I've told y'all, I showed y'all the other week about Hispanic, Latino, that's not a true race. Black people will still be probably number two minority black Americans, okay, because we are a cult, full culture. <laughs> so, I mean, even though they're trying to say we're not, you know, they're trying to say that it's going to be Hispanics, but there's no such thing as a Latino and Hispanic Latinx race, okay? So we've talked about that. I've told we we had this discussion a couple few weeks ago, but uh, it's it's going to be interesting. It said Biden said in 2020 campaign, "I speak to you not from the street. I speak to you from Scranton, Pennsylvania." He continued by sharing the fact is we're going to be very strongly a minority white European country, and that's what he tried to tell black people. He tried to tell black leaders down the phone, and black leaders did not take very. I mean, didn't uh, took just listen to him. But uh, the way he talked to them was crazy. Talking about you ain't had paired with somebody else. No, we don't. We ain't got paired with nobody. Because we understand what you're trying to do here, okay? And, you know, it's, there's a lot of re- black people. We just took, you know, being a part of the Democratic Party, and we're just now, black Americans are really just now falling out of the whole Democratic Party thing, and not just that the Republicans are any better, but waking up to what that means, waking up to the whole idea of what it means to be arrested and thought by a group, and they do nothing for you, or they be they they be continuously selling you a bill of goods. I mean, I think we're now waking up to that, even understanding how illegal immigration affects not legal immigration, illegal immigration, affects wages, affects black people in America and uh, uh, poverty, money. Because, see, America likes cheap labor, right? It likes free labor. You just can't do slavery no more, okay? So now the idea is to exploit people coming over the border, 
That's what they do and try to exploit people. A lot of these corporations who are for all of this, who are backing these uh, unethical politicians, are wanting free and cheap, are wanting cheap labor. So, you know, in some senses, you know, we have to see what this whole thing is about and how economically it hurts us. And it doesn't mean, you know, listen, it, it it's just I think that we're going to, Americans are going to wake up to a lot of this stuff when it really is too late. And they're going to see just the horrible job that uh, Joe Biden has done. Okay, I see it when I see it. <laughs> All right, and um, let's see what's next here. Um, what else I want to ask you? Candace Owens hits back at a student over trans question. Now I gotta admit, child, I laugh. Okay, <laughs> listen, there are some times when I listen. I agree. I sometimes I find myself agreeing with Candace about a lot of things, but the the problem I have with Candace is that she has no empathy and sympathy for black people in America, and she tends to go too far in terms of her ideas of black Americans, okay? Uh, So uh, it's just interesting. But this is um, according to um, Newsweek. It says, uh, conservative commentator Candace Owens told trans students to get on on with their lives and wear a helmet in a recent appearance on uh, TPUSA's Live, uh, live free, live free tour. Um, the broadcaster, who is eight months pregnant, attended the university at Albany with Turning Point USA on October the fourth, where her views received mixed reactions from students. Turning Point USA is a nonprofit organization that promotes conservative politics at high schools, colleges, university campuses. During an audience question, a uh, portion of her address. One student asked, what do you have to say to the trans students on this campus who feel actively victimized by your presence here? The Daily Wire host Owens will quickly reply, life is tough. Get a helmet, man. I'm too pregnant for this. <laughs> Her response was met with an audible tear from some students, while others appeared to remain silent and looked in disbelief. Owens reshared the video clip covered by the Daily Wire on X formerly Twitter, with the caption, I'm over eight months pregnant with two toddlers at home. If you are a 20-year-old who feels actively victimized by my standing on stage to speak about social and economic conservatism, it's because your parents failed you entirely. It's not my job to cuddle cuddle adults. Now, listen, here's the thing here, okay? I I, I have a candidate, I love the response. I ain't going to lie. I got to use that line, get a helmet. (laughs) Uh, and this is I do believe this is a problem You know what I'm saying I do believe it is a problem for uh, When they say how do you feel about Young adults feeling actively victimized You can't hear another person's opinion Like I don't like what Candace has to say some, A lot of the time And how she says it But I respect her opinion I don't. I mean, you, that's the problem. We're not teaching our children how. And I agree with her. She got time to cuddle adults. I mean, she's pregnant. What you? What you? What you feeling victimized about? <laughs> so I happen to agree with her on that. I, it's not that I agree with her stance on uh, sexuality, so, but I happen to agree with her about cuddling adults who are in a university setting where you are supposed to be learning. 
and listening to different points of views. Your college, even though they act like it's not just in a liberal sphere, right? It's, you're supposed to be able to share, hear various uh, uh, theories and thoughts. That's what I know liberals have taken over uh, colleges, but it really is to be open and to hear various thoughts and uh, ideas. That's what college is supposed to be about. And I, I, I happen to totally agree with Candace Owens when she says she's eight months pregnant with two hundred dollars at home. If her standing there giving you her thoughts on what she believes, you feeling victimized. <laughs> it's crazy. I, I totally agree with her. I, I, I can't be mad at her on this, this stand. Like, you know, she's like, she can, she don't have time for that, okay? So I have to, uh, speaking her, even on her views on conservatism, and I, I, I have to agree with it. And she said, at the time of writing this article, the video clip had been viewed three million times by users on social media. Comments from her supporters praised the TV personality with messages such as, you are brave, Candace. Well said, Candace. I don't know if she's brave, but it's, it was funny. Okay, so listen, we'll listen to I want y'all, I actually have the actual audio, so let's try to listen to it here. Okay. by your presence here today. Additional trans students on this campus who actively feel victimized by your presence here today. Additionally, you just pointed out that this man detransitioned, but earlier in your speech, you guys, I want to hear her. Go ahead. What do I have to say? Just, just the question, please. No speech. What is the question? What do you have to say to the trans students on this campus who feel actively victimized by your presence here? Life tough. Get a helmet, man. I'm too pregnant for this. Next question. Trans I love it. Life's tough. Get a helmet. It's classic, Candace. Okay, I got to get it. I always said, listen, I said if I ever produced the show, I would bring Candace Owens on the show. I would have, I would add, I would love to have, I, if I produced like a view, my view would be really a dope show. Because <laughs> I got the idea. I've talked about it all here before. Oh, my God, my ratings would be through the roof. Because they'd be arguing every week. I would love to have, like, like Candace Owens at the same table. Okay. I hate to tell people to, to Amanda Seals or something. I have my dream team, okay? My dream team will be just, wow, that's going to be crazy. <laughs> oh, my God, that would, be, that would be classic. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. You want a real, like a real view, a real, like the view used to be years ago, really so good, but, oh, well. Yeah, but I love what she said here. Yeah, life's tough. Get a helmet. Shit. <laughs> I loved it. Shout out to her on this one. That one, I, that that was good. Every now and then, you know, she said something that's just like, you know, yeah, shit, that shit's genius. <laughs> Okay, so this week y'all was uh no we'll talk we'll say that for later on uh, that story about Usher. All right, let's talk about Latoya Luckett, okay? Y'all been talking about Latoya Luckett this week. She says she believes that her next husband should come before her kids. That's the biblical order, okay? Uh, the entertainer sparked conversation on social media with a 2022 clip of her saying her future spouse will be prioritized over her children. Uh, this is according to Essence.com. It said, recently, Latoya Luckett's 2022 appearance on the popular Good Moms, Bad Choices podcast created discourse on social media. Has the singer and actress believes husbands should come before the kids when it comes to marriage? 
During the podcast, she spoke candidly about the sacrifices mothers make daily to ensure their children's well-being and opened up about navigating dating since becoming a single mother of two and how she plans to approach partnership a bit differently in the future. Has she had time to reflect on why her second marriage to Thomas Chris Walker didn't work out upon divorce in 2021? Before that, the mother of two was married to a relationship expert in Arthur Robert Hill Sr. in 2016 and split two months later. Okay, so let's listen to her, okay? Um, and understand that, no, if we get married, they don't come first. It's you. You know, once you become, and I learned that. Like, you, you said, if, if, you get, if, if you get married, you'll, your husband will become priority? And then the children? That's the biblical order, right? So I try and go by the biblical order, even though that's harder said than done. And it's, I've been on the other side of that not happening mm. twice. And it's, it does interfere a little bit because you're like, when you get married, right, and you become someone's wife, and then there are other things that come before you, you feel it immediately, especially when you've been waiting to be a wife and be first or, you know, feel like, you know, desired in that position. Like, it can, it can, be, it can be a thing. It can be a thing. And it's harder to say as a mom two kids because nothing should come up before your kids. No, I, I don't I don't like should, you know. Right, right. There's no should, you know. Like, everybody has what works for them, and, like, the Bible says this, and this may work for this. And you can believe in the Bible and then still feel this way. And, like, I think that. Okay. Let me, I, I, I appreciate, I've said this on the show before years ago, and it was met with controversy, too. Okay, so I, I believe that is very true, if you're going by the biblical way. I actually think that's just good if you're going to have an orderly family. But, but, stipulation to these things, that you find an honorable man, okay? A lot of y'all don't be having honorable people, <laughs> okay? So that's when she says that she, because the Bible has that a husband and wife, they put themselves first, and then you have then you have your children, right? But if you, that's why it's always important, even if you're starting secondary families, if you are a step-parent, if you're going to be a step-parent, um, to someone, you like Sierra uh, with Russell Wilson. To me, Sierra, um, I can understand her putting Russell first because Russell loves that little boy future like he's his own. At least it looks like it. He loves that kid. He treats that kid like this is my kid. So he's not going to want anything bad to happen, anything wrong to happen. His in in their 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 joint relationship as a couple, they both come together and they love that child equally. So if you're a parent and you're um and you're getting ready to get into another relationship or whatever and you have a children, you have it's important to find someone who has the same vision for the your family that you have. And that you can uh, that cherishes family ideas, cherishes families and stuff like that. I remember years ago, I had a girlfriend who was single. She had two children, and she was dating a guy who did not want kids. Right? He was, you know, very adamant about that and all this stuff. And it would just put her, it would make her stress levels go through the roof. And I would say to her, I said, you know, um, how are you going to be with this guy? He 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 doesn't honor he doesn't honor the idea of your family. 
I mean, you know, uh, you can't put somebody first like that who, when you have children. You can't put a man first that that doesn't want children because you have children. And they're all under the age of 12, you know what I'm saying? So you there, there, you have to find someone that who shares the a vision of family and who who can co-parent with you and another parent. You know what? You, you know what I'm saying? So that's what. So when the Bible says putting your husband first, it means putting someone who shares the same vision, values, ideas, and love. For your child has you do. You have to test that all out, okay? Ain't me marrying no bum who you know don't got them same values and stuff, and then trying to put your kids, trying to say, he's going to go be over my kids. Bible said, put your, my husband over your kids. It does, but you're going to end up, you're going to end up creating, but you, you're doing that for a person who doesn't, who doesn't have the same value system as you, and they may mistreat the children, or they may not like children. You know what I'm saying? So when it says that, it is talking about finding someone who values family and things. Hopefully, if you're, if, if you value family in the same way that you do, and therefore they won't harm your children, or they won't do anything. Because they're sharing the same love and energy So you can put that person first Because you know that person uh, That you and that person both have a vision for your family and your children And you're not going to It's not going to harm them Okay, by putting this person first It just elevates the family You get what I'm saying? So like, you know, the old people back in the day they used to do that kind of stuff, like my great-grandparents and stuff like They used to do, they'd be like, child, they put them kids, you know, the kids have time to play, but the couple always put each other first. I think today, in today's world, in the world of Dr. Spock, post-Dr. Spock, you guys have to look up Dr. Spock. <laughs> but post-Dr. Spock, I think people have sometimes elevated children way too much sometimes, right, right, where where family becomes out of order, where you find kids running the households more than um, than uh, uh, than the parents. Like, you know, the parents are ruled by the child, right? You know what I'm saying? You see a lot of that today. Oh, my God, you see a lot of that. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of couples are merged together, are staying together because of children. Like you know, they're not. You know what I'm saying. So, and and they and they when the kids leave or go to college, they don't have nothing common anymore. It's sort of like they're like, uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't know you. I only like you, <laughs> right? Because they really put the kids first and not each other, right? And it's caused a certain dynamic to happen in the house, and it dam. In some senses, it damages the children too. But two people who love each other. And who have passion for each other and, and are enthusiastic about their relationship and everything are going to put their family first. They're not going to those two people come together, put each other first, and then they'll put their family first because they put each other first. That is hopefully the order, and that's why I said it because I know some women say I ain't gonna put no man on my kids, okay? But you talking about damaged good men, okay? <laughs> I'm talking about when it's art, it's done in an orderly way with somebody who 
who loves the idea of family loves you, that's why you have to test all of those things. So I get what Latoya Luckett is saying, okay? I don't think what she's saying is bad, okay? But that requires you to do, especially somebody like her who has two children, it requires you to do homework on the person, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't, um, like I know this one uh, man who married somebody and uh, he had a child previously, and she never liked the other child. And so he went ahead and married her, but he he and he put her first all the years, but it destroyed his relationship with his child, and it destroyed the, uh, the, the children's relationship that he had with this woman because all of that came to the surface, all of that. It's sort of like last week I heard um, they were talking about Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, okay, and a lot of people say Dwayne Wade didn't, the alleged rumor out here is Dwayne Wade does not have a relationship with his baby, his break baby that he had, his break baby, because of Gabrielle Union, who wasn't married to him at the time. See, I don't, you know what I'm saying, don't let sound like no break baby. I, I don't know, you wasn't married to her, okay? But who wasn't married to her at the t- time, does, you know, was upset about the baby and they don't have a relationship. Rumor is, that's the rumor, okay? But Gabrielle Union is an idiot if she did that. If, if he and, and Dwayne Wade, more so an idiot, if he married a woman who does not like his child because of an affair he had. There's one or two things when somebody in a relationship like that. If you're going to get married to that man, then you he had a child before you, okay? And so, yes, he should put you first, but you also got to have love for that kid. If you ain't got for no love for that kid, y'all don't got nothing to think common because he got a family. And so all she's doing is damaging, end up going to end up damaging the relationship with her own child in later years. And um and uh and help him damage the relationship with his with his child that he does not know. So I think that's horrible. I think if you a woman and you end up even if you're a woman and you get married, even though you're married and your husband has a kid or your wife has a child outside of marriage or something like that, that happens sometimes too. <laughs> right? And um you decide to stay after the affair or the offense. You better learn to love that child. I saw that I had a friend. This is sidebar. I always got great stories, but I had a friend years ago. She had a baby with a guy who was married. His wife stayed. And let me tell you something about this wife, okay? I, I, listen here, I don't know. I just like, child, I can do it. I remember one day going to get the kid from the house for her. And she was one of the most beautiful souls I met. She's like, yeah, I made sure everything is okay. He's packed. He's this and that. Tell uh, such and such that, uh, you know, she she doesn't have to uh, do the feed. I already did this and blah, 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 blah. I mean, she and so I was asking my friend. I was like, man, she's so dope when I got the baby. She was like, cool, you know, and stuff like that. And she, I remember she told me, she said, she is the best uh, uh, stepmom to my child despite what happened between me and him, even though her and him was broke up. And the woman said that when she made the decision to stay, she told my friend, she said, you know, I was going to forgive the situation with you, him, and forgive this child. This child ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm going to love this child like it's mine. 
okay, even though they, she had two kids her own. I said, child, listen, here, okay, that's hard to do, <laughs> right? But she did the right thing because she decided she was going to stay. She wasn't let her, she wasn't gonna let her have her own, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? You know, where some, you know, some women would be like, you know, I'm out, see ya. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I thought that was so beautiful that she decided to do that, right? And they had, and her and my friend had a great relationship. As they got over whatever the mess was and became great, uh, all three of them at co-parenting. Okay, I thought that was crazy, crazy but dumb. <laughs> but so so, but that's because uh, she decided that she was going to put that child. That child was is going to be just as important to her. She understood that she didn't want her her family that she currently had to be built on lies, even though a situation had happened that was horrible. But she also understood that if she blocked him from seeing that child, that was going to bring curses up in her house, and she wasn't going to have that. So she's like, "Hey, I'm gonna accept it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna uh, heal, and I'm gonna have build a relationship with this young lady. I'm blah 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 blah." And it was so crazy because my friend ended up really respecting her, even though she didn't respect her. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And even though the man, listen, it was a hard thing because the man was in love, love with the with my friend. It was it was a fact. It was crazy. It was wild. Okay, but the one, but they had made the decision to stay together due to their family, all this other stuff. It was crazy, but it was be- it was beautiful how they all came together and got over the shit. You know what I'm saying? I was like, that's wild as hell, but <laughs> but but that you know you have to do that because you have to say. Or else leave If you know you're not going to love that child or you know Because you put yourself at a disadvantage And your family at a disadvantage Allow that man to have a relationship with his child Because a man who doesn't have a relationship with his child It makes him an unhealthy male so There's a part of him that's missing I hate women like that When they come into relationships with men And, they don't, and the man ain't doing for their other kids and stuff or they ain't, I don't like that I know they used to do that all the time in the old school days. But for me, I think a man will always, he'll always be missing that. And it's, it's different if the, if one parent, another parent keeps him from from him. But as a woman, if you're going to marry somebody who has children, or if you're a man and you're going to marry a woman who has children, then to me you have to be open to what that means and how to best be, how it affects your relationship as a couple and how it affects your children. That means putting each other first, but putting each other first means understanding and accepting the situation of what it is. So I get, so with her, in the case of Latoya Lucky, whoever marries her, he's going to have to be able to co-parent with that other guy, and he's going to have to be able to love her children so she can put him first. Okay, so I totally get. Okay, I hope y'all get what I'm saying. All right, I couldn't wait to talk about that because I, I remember having a discussion about that years ago on this show, and people didn't like what I said. <laughs> okay, but I, I totally uh, agree with her on that. Okay, so let me get. I'm gonna get to this story and then I'm gonna talk afterwards. We're gonna go into Maxwell's review for his concert. But see, Era reveals why she decided to call it quits with her ex. It's almost like your taste buds change. Now, let me tell y'all, when I wrote my little, little, you know how I write my little 
things, uh, my little commentaries on my page, the Carlisle Chatwood Facebook page. I had not read what Sierra had said. But I, when I read it, I was proud of what I wrote because I talked about Scorpios and how we love, okay? We love, you know, we're known in the Zodiac for loving deeply. Once we love you, we love you, so we love you for life. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Maybe we just get caught, you get caught up in our web, right? I don't know. <laughs> but it says, uh, the singer said, this is according to uh, People magazine, it says, the singer said becoming a mother also shifted her relationship with Future. When she asked about, uh, asked about their public and painful breakup during the episode of Call Our Daddy Podcast. Okay, let me let me read what I said first. This was before I even read the article, okay? I put, listen, this is just my opinion on us Scorpios in love. We understand when we, we're gambling on the wrong hearts, no matter how much we love them. We sometimes observe the shit way too long, which led Sierra to pregnancy. Once it was a child there, she did not have time for the nonsense. Future was probably averaging well in the sex and passion area, but could I bring her power and love that Scorpios need, or more importantly, the loyalty? It's time to, it was time to switch up the game. Scorpios are not just passionate, but we're logical. We're one of the most logical, we're probably the most logical water sign, right? Uh, Russell made more sense. Some people call us the air water sign, right? But it says Russell made more sense and seems more logical, like a better fit. Not on a passion level, but on a smart, logical level. You bring us power, love, and loyalty, we'll make the passion, okay? Listen, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you don't see that same chemistry. This is what people say on the low about Sierra you know, when they criticize the relationship between Sierra and Russell. You know, a lot of people are saying that Russell's going to get played, not because Sierra, certain things she's doing, stuff like that. But here's the thing. Uh, it's just Sierra and Russell were two Scorpios. I mean, Sierra and Future were two Scorpios together, okay? Hot as shit. <laughs> I mean, but probably troublesome as hell, but really hot, probably a bond, very passionate and everything like that. But the thing is that he had a lot of negatives against his ass. You know, she probably overlooked, she probably knew he was the wrong horse, but she took a gamble on his funky ass, okay? Because when we love you, we can know everything in us could be telling us, this is wrong, this is wrong, ain't that right with you? <laughs> right, but we like... Oh my God! We 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 love you so hard. We hope for you, right? Even though we see our psychic intuition is telling us, look, he got four baby mamas, girl. <laughs> girl, you know you hoe out these streets, right? I know Sierra was knowing that he was all those things, right? But she but she led she with Scorpios. One of the things we can be led by is our passion. If we tap into our passion. And I and and future wasn't no bomb. Future is a rapper, top rapper and stuff. We like a little. We like some. Listen, we like power. Hey, no, no, we ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. Okay, Scorpios, we like some power. We like power energy. That doesn't. It comes in different forms, but we like it. And and, and future had a little bit of that, you know. He a rapper, he's sexy, you know what I'm saying, looking good, he's, you know, he out here, you know, doing his thing. So that's a little power, powerful and sexy for her. Power, just nice to sexy and passion for her. <laughs> right? So, uh, but um, listen, 
But he brought her a lot of heartache, allegedly, right? And so it, it made her lose. The power wasn't worth it. All those things were, wasn't worth it, especially when she had a baby, okay? Because we probably get deep, real deep. She probably got real serious when that child came and said, listen, here, I can't be playing no games with him. I can't be letting all my energy be drained chasing after him when I got this kid to take care of, right? And so she got logical, and she picked a good dude. She picked a dude that had, got it going on that's nice. Who, 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 she, she, she had already been drained from that passionate thing, and she's like, enough of the bullshit. Okay, so let's read what Sierra said, okay? She says, uh, she was asking, okay, she says, Sierra's reflecting on the moment she knew it was time to end things with an ex. While appearing on the latest episode of the Call Her Daddy podcast, the level of singer 37 opened up about a public and painful split around the time she met her now husband, Russell Wilson. Prior to dating Wilson, Sierra ended her relationship with Future. When the host, Alex Cooper, asked the superstar how she knew it was time to call things off, Sierra made an analogy about how it can physically feel how it can physically feel to experience change. When you know you're supposed to make a super defined decision in your life, you know it from the head to your feet, from your feet to your head and your soul and your body. It's almost like your taste buds change, she said. You have a taste bud for a certain kind of thing, and then that taste, then the taste buds just have to just go. The hitmaker explained that she also started reflecting on her own choices and questioning what she was really looking for. You kind of have to define everything about making changes in your life that are very critical, she shared. The hip-hop star was um, was previously engaged to rapper Future, with whom she welcomed the son, Future's Zaire, in 2014 before breaking up that year. She also spoke about becoming a mother, and it shifted her perspective. When you have a child, it's very important to me. It's no time to play around, she explained. I am now responsible for another life. See what I said? So what I am, what am I doing? How am I thinking that through? Realizing once she became a mother that she wanted nothing short of joy and to make sure her cup was full, she continued to ask herself what her priorities were in every relationship in her life. I always say don't let nobody waste your time, she said. I don't care if it's friendships our relationships, business, whatever it is, don't let it waste your time. It's not worth it. Those are things that come to mind when there's a pivotal moment in my life and in any aspect of my life. Okay, so I, I, listen, I get it, and I get the Russell Wilson choice. I really do. That's why she's having a baby. Listen, it's not not the future thing, but it's the right thing, okay? All right, because she like I she and what she right what she right about future what's what future do the future the future try to trade me out no future what future what, what baby on number now number twelve or something like that she and they saying Tim's allegedly is out here child she did the right thing okay she every time she see him uh with another woman become a pregnant she like Jesus <laughs> thank you Lord. Right, because you know, I mean, uh, uh, whether you know that she she had to make decisions for her life. I totally get it. I totally get Sierra, and that's Scorpio. That's how we Scorpios move. We we not no matter how much we love you, we can love everything about you, okay? But we ain't gonna be dumb for long. <laughs> Most of us not. 
Most of us are going to be like, what the hell? Now, we might contemplate a long time. Because when we contemplate, I bet it took her a long time to think that shit through. Because, you know, it was a lot. It's a lot. He probably triggers a lot of shit with her because he's a scorp. He's another Scorpio. So he get her deeply, right? But she like, shit, this is, you, you get me deeply, but it's, it's, it's you fucking up my mental health. <laughs> and I got this little kid now. I can't have it. Right, and when we go to darkness, y'all don't understand. Being a Scorpio, there's a, I, people people always say, you know, Scorpios love themselves. They be just putting Scorpios, you know, on their tattoos and stuff. Because really, I really feel like this the it's the zodiac sign where you pay a price. I mean, like we go when we go into our darkness and we're trying to emerge into the light as something new into the phoenix. We go to dark places to figure our shit out. Really, we do. We be doing our own therapy and shit. <laughs> and sometimes we can get caught up in the darkness. So I know that was hard, a hard-ass choice. And especially if it was good, you know, good penis attachment. You know what I'm saying? She had to get ready. She had to probably wean herself. Like, oof. <laughs> it had to probably have a whole lot of stuff going on there, right? But... You know, I think she really, I think she's like, listen, look at her career, everything. And see, the darkness, I'm, I, and I, I think Sierra talks about that relationship. Let me let me just say this, okay? Scrap, I see you, okay? Listen, I think Sierra talks about that relationship every now and then to remind herself because the darkness will come back and visit us and make us, might, make, might crave every now in the darkness. <laughs> Right, now, you know what I'm saying? The dark energy, and she has to remind herself of the dark place she was in, so she don't go back there no more, go back to nothing like that no more. Because now, look at everything is flourished for her. It has. It did. She, she. I think she made a great choice. It's, it's was it an easy choice? I don't think it was for her. I think she has some shown up a thing for the future. And I think future has shown up a thing for her, okay? But I think that, you know, he just wanted to be a hoe out in the streets. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right? She ain't got time. She's a Scorpio. And when Scorpio, when we plant her, our thing in you, we don't want we, we ain't playing. We ain't playing no games. <laughs> right? So, And I think that there was a lot of confusion here. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, how we explore our love, when we tap into it, it's so deep. We love deeply. We really do. And, it's, it's, it's man, it affects us. Like, and we can feel people. You know, we feel people's energy. We can feel, like, you you know, like, I, I always say it's hard to hide shit from me. Sometimes it is. You know, sometimes, like, I'm, I might be trying to figure out. <laughs> like, I might, I, might, I might be trying to figure out some shit. Like, like I'm, I'm always in observant mode, right? I never do nothing just to do it. <laughs> I'm always observing. I'm always going, hmm. Like looking at, I'm always, you know, and that might be my Virgo moon energy too. But I'm always in observation. But I feel like that's a lot of Scorpio because I'm always uh, in deep thought about things. And sometimes when I, especially when I feel. Sometimes I can, when I can feel other energies in friendships, in my relationships, uh, family relationships, love relationships, all kinds, when you feel energies, I can know. You know what, I mean? you know what I'm saying? And um, and that can be, 
a very tough thing for Scorpio too because we can be very we can we can be very empath and very psychic and what we see may not like I was talking to one of my Scorpio girlfriends this is side boy I'm talking about Scorpio shit now but I was talking to one of my uh, Scorpio girlfriends a couple few weeks ago and she was telling me about this dude that really she you know she you know she 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 about to be single in these streets <laughs> she well, she is single in these streets right and um. She, this dude really like dude likes her, right? And so she was telling me about this dude liking her, but she was like, she said, you know, you know, like he just slither around. I don't like him slither, you know, because she's like, she like now it's enough slithering. You, are you gonna say something or what? But she already know. Like he don't think she know, but she already know. She like I already know that shit. <laughs> right now you wasting my time. That's what she was telling me. He wastes my damn time. What you think I do? You know, she was just saying, what you think I should do? And I said, well, you just say, you ain't going to know nothing until they say something. You just ain't going to know nothing. <laughs> you know, and so my advice is, you know, because she's already feeling that energy from the person. And I told her, I said, my advice to you is ignore it. You know what I'm saying? We can't, we can't, we can't afford to click it, link into you because we, because, like, she's already was linking into the dude. And I'm saying, no, don't link into him because, uh, you know, uh, why not? Why? Why? He he not speaking that stuff out in the real world, right? And so that can mess up a Scorpio. So you got to be able to sometimes you could be already feeling that energy that's surrounding the whole thing, but it may not be a uh, solid. And see, I probably I bet. I know with Sierra and probably future, she she probably saw everything before <laughs> before she got in good with that Scorpio, <laughs> and then she got in. She's like, ah, it's a nightmare. <laughs> like all the red flags was was showing up, the red flags. But once we listen, she didn't go into future lightly. I will say that. I bet she did not. Meaning, did she see the red flags? I bet she did. Of course she saw them four baby mamas, okay? But for Sierra, I feel that she was feeling his passion or his love for her, and she was willing to bet on that. Like, I'm going to bet, even to the point where she stayed too long and bet a child, but the child ended up being a beautiful blessing for her. But that's because she was she allowed like my friend was doing you she allowed her feelings for the person because she was already feeling them out she's already feeling future this is my Carlotta one on one on future Sierra future was she was already feeling out future and in spite of having them four baby mamas and all them red flags or she seen them like damn but she still she felt his love for her she could feel it she didn't he probably had to say it she probably felt that shit I was like dang he's real passionate. He, and she was hoping that would manifest itself to the outer world, and that shit never did. I'm like, yeah, that's so why I said you can't fuck with that with a Scorpio because it gets you in some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? As a Scorpio, you can't fuck with what you, what you, that impact, your impact, what you feel another person on the 5D selling your ass, <laughs> and they don't bring it out in the 3D, right? <laughs> that's why I was telling my friend, they ain't brought it out in the 3D, ignore their ass. They act like they ask anyway, you don't even feel that energy, you just move. And I think that's what happened to Sierra. I think that Sierra was trying to prove that's why she got engaged to him, that's why she ended up having a baby with him, because she was trying to say, I feel like you really love me. And I could tell the dude really did. You could tell if you see his little funky videos and his little how he be having an attitude in the 
He be brooding like a Scorpio because he mad got Scorpio on that other. Scorpio got the ups on him and stuff. But I really feel she could feel that he loved her and he cared for her, but she never saw it manifest in the uh, in the real world. She could only feel him on the spiritual level, but he wouldn't manifest. He wouldn't grow the fuck up. He wouldn't manifest. He wouldn't. He wouldn't manifest in real. And she got caught up chasing that five D. See, I see you, Sierra. And then Sierra finally came down from that five D and said, "This motherfucker, he ain't gonna be shit. Let me go. Let me go on over here. Let me get out of here while I got one before he give me another one. <laughs> Let me go on out of here. Let me transform." And get out of this energy and come out of this energy and go after something real. That's because somebody's going to manifest and show me his shit on the re- on, in, in real life, not just throw me throw me signals. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's, you know, he wasn't throwing he he, he he got engaged to her, but I think he could. She felt a deeper love. She was hoping it would come out, but it never did, right? And I think with Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson displayed the kind of love she wanted in the 3D, in the real reality world. See, I understand the Scorpios. This is the real, real. So, where's the Scorpio? We, or if you got Scorpio in your chart, or Venus and Scorpio and stuff like that, be careful on those empathic type shit, <laughs> empathic love type of vibes. Because they can get you caught up, like you get. Because we we got that psychic energy. And we're like, oh yeah, he. I know he really like me. It's like, girl, he ain't really showing it, but I see it. You know, all right. He, yeah, he got engaged to me, girl, but he ain't really ready to me. He said we gonna get married, but we ain't really getting. Because we be see, we as Scorpios, we can feel you. But just because we can feel you, don't mean you gonna manifest it. And sometimes we can get tricked up like that. Okay, so you, you got that Scorpio in your choice. So be careful that shit. <laughs> That's why I tell my friend. So that's why I feel like went wrong with Sierra in future, and that why she's with a Russell because Russell manifested what she really wanted. Now she he manifested. He didn't just talk it. I mean, she couldn't just feel his energy. She seen it happen in real life. That's why she said her taste buds had to change. Her taste. I love what she said that. She said her taste buds because she her taste buds for. For future was probably on that five D level. I mean, when I say five D spiritual realm level, she's probably feeling him on another level in another realm, maybe soulmate-ish, twin famous type of vibes and stuff like that. But he never could manifest that shit in real life. Whereas when she met Russell Wilson, he manifested it in this world. He's like, hey, I'm gonna show you. I'm not gonna just let you just feel me. I'm gonna let you. See, I'm gonna show you that I want to make you a wife. I'm gonna show you that I love your kids. I'm gonna show you that I want to do this. I'm gonna show you this. I'm gonna show you that. And that's how that's how future lost out. Okay. But yeah, good thing Sierra. I'm glad Sierra's talking about this. I think she always has to talk about it to remind herself that you know what I did good. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to take a break, and when I come back, we're going to talk. I know I said I was going to uh, talk about Maxwell first, but I'm going to come back and talk about Maxwell. We're going to take a quick break, uh, and we'll come back and do a concert Maxwell review, and we'll get a few more news stories in and stuff like that. Meanwhile, this is Stevie Wonder, Another Star. I'll be back in a few minutes, y'all, okay?
for the very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. What's up, y'all? I am back on the CC Show. It's the late night hot topics. I am talking some subject areas. Got through talking, giving my long dissertation on a Sierra Russell Wilson and uh, feature. Okay. I don't know. I hope I said that right to help y'all understand what I was talking about 5D. When I'm talking about 5D, I'm talking about the spiritual realm. When I talk about people, sometimes you can feel, um, I talk about Scorpio, sometimes being empathic, one of our thoughts about us being empathic, feeling uh, love from people uh, like ahead of time. Like you may feel great love from some, for somebody, but they, like uh, future, I felt probably Sierra, knew that he really cared for her. But the problem is some people who just can't, they may have they may have love for you, but they can't manifest that in the natural realm. You know what I'm saying? They may, you may feel it all in the, you know, spirit. But, I, I, and I feel like that was their, their situation. I, that's, I hope y'all get that. That's a lot of y'all. A lot of, they, and that can happen to a lot of people, other impacts like Pisces, stuff like that. You know, it can happen. Um, knowing that, but they just, you know, because of maybe due, due to trauma, childhood trauma, all kinds of things. They just have a hard time manifesting, okay? And so you can't, and so like in the, in the, you, like, meaning, like, he might have been treating her like a dog, cheating on her, everything, but she knows, she's like, damn, I know. Look at how he, I know he knew me. Look at how he But he could not, he could not show for some reason, and she may have felt it, but he didn't show that in the real world, she finally had to say enough of this bullshit, okay, and go to somebody who actually was manifesting this shit. <laughs> All right, so it's the CC Show. I am back, y'all. Let's talk about hot topics. Oh, oh no, I already talked, I'm talking about some more hot topics, but I wanted to get on with y'all to concert review. Okay, last week, I, Friday night, I went to go see Maxwell. Shout out to Hannah. Hannah was in town. What's up, Hannah? I'm so glad to see you. Uh, we got to talk a little bit here and there. I listen. I had a busy week last week, so but we. I'm glad we got to see each other at the concert. I got to the concert early so I could see her. Uh, really cool. I met these two wonderful ladies at the concert. Two nurses. They were so. I'm always sitting by great people at Maxwell concert, right? So I met these two nurses that I sat back by at the concert. We made friends, okay? We became Facebook friends. I'm so excited. Patrice and Alice, shout out to y'all. Y'all made my concert experience fun. Uh, we, I mean, we just had a good time with each other, laughing, talking. I mean, just a great time. I enjoyed those ladies, okay? They were uh, fun. And so they were laughing at me because I was telling them, you know, I had how like how much I had been to see Maxwell. He's like, what? Oh my God! And so, Mister Maxwell, okay, listen, I couldn't even be filling the boat, okay, because I I'm not going on no on no cruise because I'm protesting. First of all, I'm protesting Sabrina Claudio. Yes, I'm not going on no cruise, right? Because I don't feel like there's been enough explanation about Sabrina Claudio, right? But because I'm a a fan, I'm nice still. That these two ladies, they sit next to me, they love Maxwell. They're like, oh, my God, we love Maxwell, blah, blah, blah. I said, did you know he's having a cruise? They're like, what, a cruise? They're like, girl, what? And I said, oh, I said, yeah, he's having a cruise. I said, it's coming in February. They said, girl, we ain't heard nothing about that. I said, yeah, because we don't like to talk about it. I don't know what this deal is. <laughs> I said, but I'm going to tell you all about it. Here, I said, there's his link. Now, he do got that Sabrina Claudia on there. 
She did say a few racist stuff about black people, but if you want to go, you know, they was like, what? I said, but, you know, look it up and decide on how you feel. But I'm advertising uh, uh, the the cruise, and, and, and Maxwell didn't come on and do a whole conference, so don't say shit about his cruise. <laughs> and I protested the cruise. People don't even know about this little funny cruise. Maxwell, people are not knowing about your cruise. These ladies was hype. They pulled it up in spite of Sabrina Cardio's ass, okay? They pulled it up. They said, my girl, yes, I got to look that up. Oh, my God, that'd be great. Too. The lady, t- Patrice, told me she had it on her phone, keeping it up. Listen to that. Look at that. Look at that. I mean, are you interested in the cruise? I'm just trying to cruise. I'm just saying, anything you seem like you ain't interested. I, I, listen, I'm going to just tell you how I do it. If I was having a cruise, okay? Right now, I'll be advertising. I'll be having, I'll be having every week a live. I'll be talking to somebody that's going to be on my cruise. I'll be talking to Robert Glasser. Hey, hi, I'm on sitting down with Robert Glasser. Robert Glasser, you going to be on the cruise? Oh, my God, let's talk about it. I'll be having a good time selling this cruise off. I'll be like, hey, y'all, not them little commercials. Actually, I've seen them little funky-ass commercials, too, on the Internet. No, no, and no, and no. You got to advertise. You got to put it. You got to do lives. You got to go on the radio. I even heard you on Tavis. I was like, are you happy about the cruise? <laughs> I shouldn't even be talking about it right now. I shouldn't be talking about the bullshit right now. Okay? I, I say don't go. But look at me. I'm a nice person. Okay? I feel sorry for the other... Right, this is gonna be on I me mean, because they ain't the he ain't even talking about. Yeah, I mean, what you waiting until December? You know, black people have black people want money, y'all. Anyhow, I had to tell these beautiful, lovely ladies that I met about the cruise, okay? But they were so great. They were laughing at me because all the Maxwell shows. I was like, yeah, it's out of control. I, you know, trust me. I'm gonna slow it down, okay? <laughs> I am, right? So, uh, you know, they 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 were so excited to see him because I think Alice had never seen him before. I guess I can remember. Or uh, and and Patrice had seen. This is she had been had been nine years since she had seen him. So I actually felt like so bad. Cause I was like, damn! Like I think like how many times this year? Yeah, <laughs> last year I'm on tour. <laughs> Anyway, I was, I was laughing at Hannah because Hannah went. She went to see Maxwell. When she sees Maxwell, she she goes. She does meet and greet every time. I'm like, he should give you a fucking stamp. Like you should get a stamp when you come through the door. And you did. This is your first meet and greet. This is second meet. And one of the meet and greet should be free. Damn it! You should be giving Hannah. If Maxwell sees somebody, tell Maxwell sees. He should be giving Hannah a free from back to back uh, a meet and greet. You should give her ass a free meet and greet. Okay, somebody come to see. I ain't doing all that. Chat meet one free meet and greet is fine for me. Yeah. My friend, my friend was like, "What if he come to Kansas City? We do a meet and greet with him in Kansas." I said, "Maybe if he come to Kansas City, I might do a meet and greet again." But I doubt it. I, you know, I'm picky. I'm funky. You one, you. I met you once, and I had that plastic in front of me. I I, I wasn't feeling that plastic. So I, <laughs> I was 
telling them about it too. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, but listen, I said, if you do a meet and greet, he do be having that plastic, he be having a plastic divider. And I said, you know, he's still out here thinking he he been he been having that plastic divider for a long time. I'm not feeling that because they was like, What? I was like, Listen, I showed them the picture. I said, Look at this, this is a picture. I said, It's a divider right there. Can you see I said, You can't see it, but you can tell, look at that little you know how to wear that pose was going. They was they was cracking. Hey, I was having I was having listen. Hey, I don't like the plastic the, the, the bubble boy routine. He does, but uh, yeah, bubble boy routine for uh, for um, uh, acting like he's still scared of COVID out in the street. <laughs> You're not scared of COVID because when you did that meet and greet, I saw you taking pictures with Hollywood celebrities back in the back at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> Oh, let me get started on people. Okay, okay, but you, know, you ain't scared of me. Did you have them COVID tested? Let me shut up, okay? <laughs> anyway, but, so I saw that on Friday. Met two wonderful ladies, had a great time. They were really great. Shout out to Hannah. Me and Hannah got to talk and everything. Okay, I love seeing Alex Isley. Oh, my God. I have been a big Alex Isley fan for a long time, Okay. So it was really great to see her. She sang two of my songs that I like that are very old. Look at uh, Into Orbit and uh, Oh, to Take Me to the Moon. I forget. She sang all the songs I like. Mine. Oh, mine is my song, though. And um, I really like Alex. A lot. I feel like it was hard for her. She's the first. She was the first act, which is strange to me. I was I, I was surprised that she was the first act. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe Galant is more known than I think he is. But I was asking people over my table. Nobody seemed to know. They say, like, oh, okay. But, I mean, you know, we can't. But I'm gonna get to Galant in a minute. Second, I thought Alex Riley should have been the second person because let me just explain something. Maxwell, he's a lot like you. Okay, but, yeah, but I actually love Alex Isley. I just feel like it's hard. Sometimes when you're you're starting, I would love to see her in an intimate setting because sometimes it's harder for people right away, right off, to learn to work those, like, uh, big of the amphitheaters, arenas, and stuff like that. Sometimes it's a little harder to work them, especially when you got people, you're the opening act and stuff. So, but I really liked her. I I love her. I think she's such. I think she's pretty. I love everything about her. Uh, she 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 has she she's uh, she's really good. I like her friend. I like her a lot. So I was I was so excited I got to see her, and I enjoyed that. Okay. Uh, then next Galant. Okay. Galant is a throwback to young Maxwell, like uh, Maxwell. Uh, Maxwell uh, Unplugged. Yes. Yes, Maxwell Unplugged. You're like, you're like, well, I don't know what's the difference between um, Maxwell? Because Maxwell doesn't do the songs like he used to do. You know, and the women were actually like, what? I mean, he doesn't sing what? Is he going to sing this woman's work? I was like, no, he's not going to sing this woman's work. I said, I haven't, that's when I saw Maxwell sing this woman's work was in 2019. I think it was at the orchestra. Was it the orchestra? You did it in Atlanta. I think you did it in Atlanta. That was the last time. I saw him in 2018, 2017. Once in Atlanta and once in, uh, uh, 
everybody asks for it, though. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I mean, I heard this. I don't know. I just say that he, that Gallant has those vocals that Maxwell refuses, that does, Maxwell doesn't do as much anymore. And I don't know if that's because he's had vocal issues or because he's been touring a lot. I don't know. He still can sing. Maxwell can sing beautifully. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Maxwell's voice. But I'm just saying, I don't know why he doesn't sing this woman's work and stuff like that. I, I have no clue. I don't know what the deal is with that. But uh, Gallant was a throwback to that, okay? <laughs> Fire. Okay, I liked everything about the kid. I like his movement on stage, how he moved, uh, everything. I like how he just didn't, you know, like, he was weird. He was odd. He reminded me so much of Maxwell, early Maxwell. <laughs> I mean, not his look. His look a little, too, with the afro, but not his look, but his movements. Because remember Maxwell, when he first came out years ago, he used to jerk and stuff, and he was doing all that. He still does that crazy dance, but he used to really be kind of crazy. Like doing crazy stuff. It's it's very interesting to me because when I look back at old Maxwell, like it's always interesting to me. I guess that's one of the early twins. But like when he used to have a tambourine and be playing on stage doing weird, like this is how the lot reminded me of that early Maxwell. I was like, wow, this is a lot. I see why he likes him because it's a lot of you. <laughs> a lot of you back in the day. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed him. I enjoyed him a lot. Now he, little, this little boy, listen here. He, like I said, he's kicking ass and taking names. Okay, he was like, listen, I'm gonna come out here and sing my ass off. Okay, his voice is beautiful. So I could tell when Maxwell's band came out, they worked their asses off. Because <laughs> I mean, I think he was Galat was a shock to the system. He was like, oh my god, he's really good. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But. uh yeah, so when Maxwell came out, uh, Maxwell, uh, listen, first of all, I thought Maxwell was about to break out with, with us. Because <laughs> he got to, I'm going to beat up his style. I want to fight his style. <laughs> I said what I said. Now, somebody said, Virgil, what's the guy's name? I forget the guy who passed away. Virgil, who used to, to, to design for Louis Vuitton, because, I, you know, I was talking about he had the killer bees, the bees on his suit at that hip-hop, picking the hip-hop thing where he, he introduced uh, <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan and somebody said Maxwell, well he did, he put up on his, one of his pages like he put the suit up and it's like, you know saying, his his uh, it was designed by Virgil or whatever, you know, one of his, I guess it was one of his last collections before he passed away and I was like, somebody, you know one of my friends was like, do you feel bad? I was like, no I don't, you know, I'm sorry to, for his passing and this is a great suit. The idea of it is great if it was an award show. Like, you know, I always try to keep up. Like, if it was a Grammys or something, he was getting ready to introduce Wu-Tang Clan, I would have felt that suit. I would have said, that's tight. Okay, I get it. Kill these and stuff like that. No matter that it's Virgil. I don't understand you trying to. But <laughs> it was a concert. It should have been less formal, I felt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still say what I I feel like it's all in context how you dress. You know what I'm saying? Like it should have been less formal for that. I felt like it should have been. I don't know. You know, I'm not a stylist out here. I'm just telling you what I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's so I get so mad at his stylist because he is so listen, Maxwell can make anything look good because he's fine. He's fine. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you how true. He's fine. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie on it. <laughs> 
he can make anything look good, okay? But, however, <laughs> I'd be mad when somebody that fine, I'd be like, damn, and they still look youthful and look good and everything. I'd be like, damn, don't waste the fineness. You know, make sure you're dressing them right. Oh, my God, this time when he came out to this show. <laughs> he had a new, uh the shingle pants, and all I kept hearing in my head was, <laughs> when I had you to myself, <laughs> I couldn't hear the Jackson Five song. <laughs> oh, baby, give me one more chance. I was like, he seemed he like he about to break out with that. <laughs> and he had the Afro, too. All I kept thinking was Jackson Five, uh, the cartoon, the early morning, <laughs> when I had you to <laughs> It kept going in my head. Like, I was here all Jackson 5 for a little bit of earth with a fire. <laughs> I was like, so what is this? I can't take it seriously with these pants. Look at that suit jacket. Are we serious right now? <laughs> yes, he still looks good, okay? Yes, he's still fine. But I'm mad I'm like, nah. <laughs> Oh, we were Jackson Files. Uh, we were Jackson Files in the 1970 cartoon, and they used the cartoons, and they had the shingles on their pants, the little shingles, and they be dancing, little cartoons be dancing around. <laughs> Doing a little dance right there. <laughs> I can say it's nice little about the big out there, because we had the afro, everything. Oh, I got jokes. <laughs> Oh, but you're still cute, Maxwell. Oh, my God. You're still so beautiful. But I want to fight those battles. I'm going to fight them. I really want to fight. Fight. <laughs> Anywho, he said he had been traveling 20 hours from South Africa. Uh, is that the excuse for the pants? <laughs> anyway, but, you know, he looked really good. The show went really well. I mean, I've seen the show a thousand times. I think I was getting, in the middle of the show, I kept getting texts. My grandma kept texting me for some reason. <laughs> Where you at? <laughs> I'm at Maxwell. Oh, is he singing now? What are you singing? Huh. Like, you don't know if I'm going to tell you what he's singing. Kiki. Like, I'm still not getting the show. Kiki, what he got on? I said, girl, you don't want to know. <laughs> Did you do meet and greet? Girl, you know I ain't doing no meet and greet. Why? Why you not doing no meet and greet? Because uh, I don't pay for bubble boys to the extent antics. <laughs> so we, 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 and I be, I, I, so I missed some of the show. But there was a point in the show. <laughs> Well, Maxwell, it was it was a full moon night, right? And I could feel the full moon, right? You know, it was a full moon energy. And that full moon night, I, I decided to wear my red red jumper that night. I was going to do my Carmen Jones outfit. But I was like, ooh, that might be a little much. <laughs> so I decided to do my little suit, you know, so I could still be in line with the airy, fiery, hot energy. You know what I'm saying? But you're a little conservative, too, right? Full moon in Aries. Maxwell went into like a complete rant about somebody. I don't know where he's going to rant. He said he got clapped back. <laughs> I was like, what's your clap back? 
But he said a lot. I couldn't even remember. It was so, it was so much going on. I said, what's he say? He was saying he was going off about. What was he going off about? Oh, because he said he was feeling the music. And he said he started shaking, I guess. I, Mike will always shake when he sings. Now, <laughs> I just think it's because he's nervous. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a little anxious. Like, my grandma always talks about, he's a little different. He's anxious. You know, stuff like that. I don't think of it. Like, he said he was feeling the music. He's like, uh, he's like I'm feeling the music. Ain't nothing wrong with her. <laughs> he's like, he was aggressive. I was like, what if Aries Full Moon got him aggressive? I mean, he was out here. He's like, oh, okay, look at you talking stuff. <laughs> I think it's just funny, Max. I mean, I know Gemini can have a sharp tongue. Okay, they like us. They can be sharp when they really want to. They can hurt your feelings if you really let them. You know what I'm saying? They can be they, they Listen, Gemini, think Donald Trump, Kanye. You know, hurt your feelings. They can really get. They can really be something else in little air signs. Okay. Uh, but but he was really upset about it. So he was like, "I'm just," he said, "I'm," he said, "I'm the only one." Look around. I'm like, "What did you say? I'm the only motherfucker still saying." Somebody had his rant on. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it, y'all. Somebody had it on Facebook. I said, "Oh, y'all got it up." I'm gonna try his rant. Because he was funny to me. So I was like, what the hell? I said, "This full moon in Aries got people out here in the streets acting, doing the most." They got people really, I'll see if I can find it. I don't know if I can find it. But it was funny. So it was interesting to see him be like, you know, a little, like he, like he jumping bad with, you know, <laughs> somebody. I don't know who he's talking about. I was like, okay, somebody just got hit by it. I don't know what's up. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. I don't know. I don't know. I was like, you better, instead of trying to go off and be cute, you better be trying to sell these cruise tickets. That's what you need to be trying to do. <laughs> But yeah, it was good. It was he had a great uh show. I feel like he it was really good. Uh I don't know, I liked the band a lot that night. I like everything about Maxwell. Maxwell was great. I'm not, I mean, I've seen Maxwell, you know, Maxwell's Maxwell. what's he gonna I mean, I don't see him doing anything wrong. I'm trying to find y'all I'm trying to talk to y'all while I try to find the ring. I don't know if I can find the ring. So I know it's up here. I know I had it. I saw it on a um, somebody's page who went to the show. Uh, oh, I think I might find it. Okay, I could find it. I don't know. Can I got it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I gotta find my friends. Things they haven't. Yeah, but it was really interesting. I was laughing. It was a cute little ring. I thought, I thought to myself, oh, that's so cute. It's the moon in Aries. It's getting, you know, Gem- <laughs> it's really getting to the Gemini. I thought he probably was delirious because he's been uh, flying 20 hours. So, I mean, yeah, very interesting. So, But it was a really good show. Um, there is nothing I can really tell you all anything different about Maxwell. I don't know if there's anything different to say. Okay, I think I got it. Do I got it? Oh, dang. I don't got it. I thought I had it up. I'm trying to find it. I know I had the uh, little rant going, but it was funny. I mean, yeah, I just I just chalk it up to full moon and eerie energy, okay? Uh, 
But um, now I guess I'll go while while I'm looking for the uh, rant. I guess I'll go into my uh, next night. I went to, I mean, Sunday night. I traveled to Kansas City. Uh, and I went to go see Beyonce, okay, and the Renaissance tour. <sighs> so much I can say. Listen, let me, let me shout out for you. Let me tell you this, okay? I'm going to give Beyonce love, okay? Yeah. Hey, I, I'm not against, I'm not, you know, I don't say what I say. I still think she's the most overhyped artist in history. I mean, like today they had an article saying she's the biggest back artist sell tour numbers in history. I'm like, bigger than Michael Jackson. I'm like, yeah, because Michael Jackson only charged like 60 to $120 for his tickets, Beyonce. Stop. You, your tickets are like 30 times as much as Michael Jackson. Stop, stop the cap. <laughs> I don't think you should keep and compare yourself to Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson did such an amazing thing. I always say in a time when the world was a much larger place, you know what I'm saying? And so I feel like, you know, artists like Beyonce always try to sell that shit off, but no, you know what I'm saying? I No. But let me just say this about her, okay? I enjoyed every second of the Renaissance tour. I had, I mean, the show, First of all, the only thing I don't like is to be late. I don't like nobody being motherfucking late. I don't care who the fuck you are. I don't like nobody. When you over an hour late, bitch, I'm like, where the fuck are you? Okay, you done did this shit 50 times. You should have been out here ready to go in Kansas City. <laughs> I didn't like that her ass was almost two hours late, okay? I'm give shit, okay? I was getting pissed off. Plus, you know, I was in a mood anyway, okay? Because I think Maxwell's... Maxwell, uh, the Maxwell show, along with the full moon energy, I'm we grown. But I see, I'm going through, uh, what is it, pre, my grandma said pre-menopause, right? So, like, pre-menopause, so my, my, it ain't happened yet for me, but my periods are starting to be, I, my periods are always, like, clockwork. You know, they be, yeah, we grown, y'all grown, y'all know what type periods are. But my periods this time started at an odd time. I was like, what the hell? Like the next day, I said, this is full moon in Aries and Maxwell music. So to, to, to stop my damn flow, flow here. So I was already in a mood, okay? Because I was funny. I was like, damn it. <laughs> right? About, you know, oh, I got to go to this show. Flow is in the I'm feeling like a drag or whatever. But I quickly got my energy up and my fears up. Listen, I had, a black, I had just a really good time. Loved the visuals more than anything. Ooh. I, I was more impressed with the visual. I mean, I'm trying to from that from the start of the show to that big old huge horse she had to hit shit out there to her riding around that horse on the end of the air. <laughs> I love the dancers who who work they and the background singers work they asses off because they made Beyonce look like she was really, you know, dancing. And you know, Beyonce wasn't there. Oh, I got it. Wait a minute. Die, boy, okay? Before I get more into Beyonce, I got Maxwell's rent. No, we'll, still, we'll play Maxwell's rent afterwards. But, listen, anyway, let's finish Beyonce. Beyonce was amazing. Uh, she looked amazing. 
Uh, it wasn't my favorite Beyonce tour. I I like the B-Day tours. They're my favorite one. I like Miss Carter, too. Uh, I like the On the Run tours, too. Oh, my God, I was so proud of the last On the Run tour. On the Run tour was really awesome. Okay. But, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you the truth. My favorite Beyonce show, I didn't see it in person, but saw it on TV, is that Coachella. Oof. Oof. She's fire. I ain't going to lie. All right, but uh, this one was more like, you know, my ascension to Sade-ism. But, uh, you know, like, I'm going to stand, I'm going to dance here and there. <laughs> now, I will say there was some love in the show. Yeah, I wasn't lying about that. There was some love. But other than that, it was it was a great show to watch and to be. I got what the chick was saying, that she spent the money, she spent a lot of money on it, and she was really inspired by it. Let me just say this, okay? The greatest compliment I can give you, Beyonce, is this. I'm not that great into Beyonce. I'm not. She all right. I think she's overhyped. But what I will say is this. I love her as a – I love what I perceive. Can't say perceive of her as a pen. I, one of my favorite moments was Blue Ivy out there. I mean, you know, I just love how she 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 is letting her entertain with her. And I know a lot of people think that's exploitation. A lot of people are saying, hey, exploit. She's exploiting her kid. Maybe in some ways, maybe in a little bit. But I grew up with entertain her grandparents. So I, I understand them putting you up to sing and doing all that stuff and are doing what you can do and stuff like that. Um, I don't see it like that. I see it as her giving her a chance to work her craft. Well, you have, if she wants to be into music or she wants to go into showbiz, I don't know what, or just even the idea of just getting to work with your mom on stage. Like, that is dope. I used to love when my grandmother would sing with me or sing, you know, or work with me with my vocals with different things and stuff like that. Or if I had something, I love that. That is a beautiful moment to share that moment and to share a huge stage and her being the oldest daughter and the oldest child. Listen, that's the greatest compliment. Girl, I ain't not that into you. I think you overhyped and stuff, but I think that what you give off as a mama, is that's, that's fine. I love that. I love that you do that. I love that, how you had her on stage. And I love how you didn't let up. You didn't let her, like, you. she was out there every 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 show. She saved the show. You know she saved that tour, girl. You know she saved that tour. Y'all brought her ass out there and it helped. She helped them tickets up. And the celebrity showing up and all that stuff. But I'm, I ain't going to get on you. It's going to be a good day. I'm going to say good things about you today, Beyonce. Now, I get what that chick was saying. She spent 2000 some dollars in it. Remember I told you about the article last week where I said the chick said she felt like Beyonce was so inspirational and worth everything. I agree. Just looking at the Beyonce, her look, her energy, her body, I like it. I love it. I saw that I'm not a robot. I still think they be winding you up. I didn't think they wound you up for Kansas City, Beyonce. And the reason why I don't think they ride you up in Kansas City is because I think you was happy as hell. I think you was happy as hell for the tour to be over. I think you was bad. I think you was backstage going, I'm going to come out here with more energy than I ever had. <laughs> I feel like Beyonce had a like, yeah, energy was over the top. <laughs> she like, bitches, I'm out. <laughs> this is the end. I think she was happy as hell. <laughs> but I loved the whole thing. Uh, I, I'll tell you this. I decided to dress up. You know, I talked about her being the evil candy lady. I still say you the evil candy lady. It was trick-or-treat Halloween. I went came and did my little Halloween costume, too. 
I loved every minute of it, Evil Candy Lady. The Halloween outfits, Kansas City dressed up. They had all the Halloween outfits. She she even laughed at one person. She said, she said, I just wore this outfit. How y'all got this outfit already? It was funny. Okay, somebody in the alpha in the audience that had an outfit on that she had just wore. She's like, how you get that outfit? And I was like, oh, she talks. She talks a lot. I was, I couldn't believe. It. I said, oh, look at this. I, I wanted to take moments, and she was talking. I said, look at her. She can talk. I forgot you could talk, Beyonce. I thought you was mute. <laughs> so it's good to see that she can talk. That's good. Now, I uh, I think um, my favorite Blue Ivy, I love the Blue Ivy moment. I love the harsh when she floated across the sky. Uh, I love, um, what's my favorite moment? Oh, God, when she sang Flowers and Mars, because that is my song, okay? Beat from B-Day. That's one of my favorite Beyonce songs ever done. I'm a bitch in the morning. That's my song for real. I, Beyonce had two of my theme songs: "The School and Life" and uh, that song, Five and I." I'm a bitch in the morning, and uh, every every now and then, without warning, I can be really mean mean towards you. That's that's my ass, okay? <laughs> I love I I love that song, okay? So I was so excited that she did that. She did that. She started out with "Dangerously in Love." I mean, that's I love the part where she was going. Hey, everybody say, hey, Miss Carter. Hey, people saying, hey, Miss Carter, you know, and stuff like that. And then she went into all the little sexy songs, okay, for her man. I see you, Beyonce. I see you, Beyonce, out in the streets, okay? That was tight. I love the way she did that. Um, I love the, the what's it, the twins? Oh, they were so good. My goodness. I loved every, all the dances, everything. There wasn't too much about this show I did not like. I really enjoyed it, and it was an inspiration to see her, especially how Beyonce, I will say this, okay? In some parts, Beyonce was boring, okay? I ain't gonna lie. I was, I was young at some point. Because it got lulled in the show. It was a long-ass show. And plus, she was, her ass was late, okay? But I love, she's so beautiful. I mean, Beyonce, you are you are a gorgeous, you are gorgeous, and that is inspirational. That's one of your inspirational points. I love that. I love that. Um, uh, let me just tell you this. I went to. I was there was a. I was trying to wait until everybody, you know, was you know. I, I was trying to wait to go to the bathroom until the show started. So I knew the playlist for shit. I seen the show online, <laughs> right? And so I was like, shoot. The second, uh, so I was trying to wait to the se- like the after files and all. So and then I went to, I started going up the steps towards the bathroom. There's this beautiful girl behind me. Oh my God, she is so beautiful, dressed all up. I had my look. Listen, I was dressed. Listen, baby, my Renaissance outfit was. I give you so many compliments, child. That Renaissance outfit was fly. I had the lit up uh, uh, fan, the boots. Child, I was doing okay. I was cute. I was. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna tell y'all. I, ain't gonna, I wish I could lie to y'all. I came. I came with it, <laughs> right? But this girl behind me. Oh my God, she was so beautiful. The most beautiful skin. I mean, she. I mean, she had like this flawless dark skin. I mean, just. I mean, gorgeous girl. So I'm coming up. I'm getting ready to go up the steps to go to the restroom. She stops me. She says, "Are you getting ready to go to the restroom?" And I'm like, this is weird. So I said, yeah. And she's like, can I go with you? Because I'm, I'm like, I don't know where the restroom is. I was like, oh, sure. Okay, sure. You know, so like, her name is Susan. Okay, Susie. She was so beautiful. I'm telling y'all, when I say, I 
listen, I was I was just kind of looking because I was taken aback because of how pretty she was. I was like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I get up into I get to the restaurant. So like I'm taking a little bit, you know, because you know it's flows in the house. Okay, so I'm trying to make sure everything I'm straightened up and everything. She says, so she gets out before me and she's like, Heidi from Section 102. I was laughing because you know she's young girl. Heidi from Section 102. I'm out here waiting for you. I said, No, you don't gotta wait. I, I'm fine. I'm 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 on my way out. I'll be out of it. She's like, No, no, no. I'm away. We came together. I got you or whatever. I get out. She's like standing there, and she's like, Oh my God, you look so pretty. And she's just cool. She's a cool right? I'm like, Oh, thank you. Whatever. So I, I said, Girl, listen. I'm sorry. I, t- I took a video. I said, But you know, I was playing to her in my little. Menopause, not, not menopause, my post, I'm going to pre and my, uh, my thing showed up on the She goes, excuse me, what did you say? Now, this is, this is I'm brass brag on this because I was looking cute. I, she says, what did you say? I said, I, she said, I said, um, I said, I'm going to pre. She said, did you say pre I was like, yeah. She's like, how old are you, right? So I'm like, I'm like oh, I'm like, oh, I'm, I said, you know, I'm 50. And she goes, no shit. So she's like freaking out. She is thinking I'm lying. I thought I'm thinking she's lying because I'm like, girl, you ain't gotta, you gotta hide me up. <laughs> Whatever. She's like, no, 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 no. She like she is so freaking out. She's telling people in the, the lady and the other lady in the restaurant goes, no, you not. I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. They like, they all freaking out because I'm telling my bitch, they don't believe me. <laughs> I love that shit though. <laughs> she's like, I thought. She said, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to hype you. I'm not trying to do anything. She said, I thought she was like, yeah, yeah. Listen, they made my fucking day. I was like, bitch. She said, I thought she was in my, your 30s like me. I was like, this girl, well, she's in her late 20s. She said, I told you, I said, shit, you know, made my day, girl, whatever. Like, but this young lady was so sweet. I'm telling you, she just attached, uh, I don't know. She said, you can hang out with me anytime. I mean. I was like a friend every year. I don't know if it was Aries moon, full moon, or whatever. She hyped my, my had me hyped up me to her friend, hyped me up, telling my how you and nobody believed I was fifty years old. But it was good. It made me feel good. I felt good. Yeah, I said your concert they made me feel good as hell. <laughs> right? And so, because I was going through, because I was like, listen here, I'm happy. child. You don't know. I just had a hot flash before I was, you know, I was coming and get, get me. <laughs> Because I'm starting to have hot flashes now. I'm like, when I first felt my first hot flash, I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I broke out a cold sweat. I was like, I told my grandma, I said, my granny, I said, I think I'm having one of them flashes. <laughs> my grandma was like, girl, what a hot flash. I'm like, yeah, she said about that time. <laughs> So it felt good for these little, this little young girl to tell me she thought I was her age. Now, listen to this. Let me tell you, I have these boots. Let me tell you what this baby did. Okay, she's so pretty. She grabbed my hand, walked with me all the way. Listen here. I was like, this is, where is this, this little girl from? And she, she, she walked me all the way down to me and her. She's right back at me. Even in the middle of the concert, she's like, hey, girl, are you okay? What's, are you enjoying it? I was like, yeah, I'm having a good time. We have a, and her friends. And I'm, like, I'm like, what? Where is she from? Be- girl, what a beautiful soul. Listen, I appreciate you, Susan, 
you were so sweet. You were a doll, baby. She, I mean, this made my fucking week. I was like, bitch, I look like I'm in my 30s. <laughs> I felt that shit all week. <laughs> and she was a So that was, and she's a big, you got be hyper, a be swarmer. <laughs> you know, I can't say hive, right? <laughs> Even with y'all singles, because they a little tricky. But I enjoyed myself beyond sex, okay? From you, from the from the digital, from the dress up, everybody dressing, everybody listening good. I enjoy I had I had a great ass time. My grandma my grandma loved my Renaissance outfit. The neighbors across the street came out and she came out and said, Bro, look at you, honey, I know that's like listen. I was ready, okay? I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every moment of that. I had a great time. Be hot, be swarm, okay? And this is going to be, you know, you get a full, I threw a little shade at her, but not a lot, okay? I enjoy Beyonce, okay? She made me feel better, especially with the shit I was going through. (laughs) Shit, Beyonce made me feel good as hell. (laughs) I mean, it was just fun. It was a fun show. It was just fun to watch and to see, and yeah, there were certain things that I, that I, I, that I may not have liked, but it was so much stuff that I did like that I could overlook it. I mean, it was just a fun show. I had a great time. See, my husband had a great time. He was to show. He, he, but we've seen Beyonce so many times. I mean, I mean, he has a be by myself. I mean, we have seen but we. It was, it was fun. I enjoyed myself. I really had a great time, and I was really going to eat some shit. I really don't know. I'm going to tell you all in a few weeks, okay? But listen, great time. Great time. I had it. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Can't say enough about uh, Renaissance. There were so many things that I really like. There's still some things I'm really digesting from it, but I do feel like it was an inspirational moment, uh, you know, especially uh just the whole look of the stage and everything. And what was more fly about Beyonce's show wasn't really Beyonce. It was people dressing up for the evil candy lady, you know. <laughs> Shade. No, people dressing up. I love that's what made it fun. Every people walking past, complimenting everybody. People like, I mean, that really, I mean, that was great. I thought that was that was to have Halloween and a Beyonce show was dope. <laughs> right in with her theme. I mean, and I remember she said, we all exchange energy. It's like, right, Eva Candy Lady, we all give you a whole bunch of energy out here dressed in your silver and shit. <laughs> but I love that. I, I, here's, oh, I will say this, Beyonce. No, no, let me say this. There was a couple things I did. The cuffed dance. I don't like your cuffed dance, okay? But what I thought you should have done... Here's my thing about Beyonce is sometimes coming down, coming down off of the ethereal horse, okay? Um, I wish she would have invited the girls who did the Cuffet Challenge because, to me, they helped her, that song, significantly. Uh, and I know sometimes the artists are like, I'm scared. I don't want people to say I'm stealing. I'm but you should, it would have been neat if you would have brought them to a few shows and you brought them out on stage to do that dance with you. I think the audience would have went crazy. They would have been out there all doing the cuffing dance, okay? They would have loved that shit. They was already going crazy. I just feel like there was some, she missed some, 
one of the things I think about Beyonce and Beyonce's folks, that one of the things I hope they learn is that, first of all, the ethereal shit, I hate it. I think it it it, it can, um, I it, they can, um, they can do too much to try to elevate her. And sometimes I think she just needs to have fun. Like, come down off the ethereal heart and just, just like, have a good time. Just be human. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know you say you ain't a robot, but you, you I mean, it's, like, it's always to me, I mean, you know, I love my favorite moments about Beyonce is braggadocious Beyonce. And also when she talks to the audience, I like her and she's saying, oh, you know, I didn't know. I just wore that. I, that's when I saw segments of Beyonce's personality. I'm going, there you are. There you Oh, there you That was fun to see. Right? And I think that um, it gives you a human experience so that you don't die trying to be some ethereal uh, 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 superstar. Because it'll kill you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I always say that's what killed Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was having a hell of an experience, and that experience literally killed him. Okay? And, you know, sometimes you got to humanize yourself in a world and that uh, Neptunian energy, Beyonce, that is fucking Neptune, okay, to be a celebrity, to be famous. And you you don't want to – sometimes you need to you, – I feel like her people need to – Bring in elements that help her gain her foot in reality and out of Neptune, where she learns how to mix the Neptune in with reality. And it would have been fun that that cuffed dance that would have been cute to see like that happen and like the, her the whole like her whole little group do that with them. And I think it would have just showed that she's down to earth. You know what I'm saying? Maybe she ain't. I say maybe she is space to good. Like she says she's an alien superstar. Maybe she like that shit. Okay, but know what that means. Okay, when you become an alien superstar, I like that. I feel like I'm an alien shit, and I ain't no superstar, but I feel like I'm a, well in my own world. <laughs> but I just feel like shit. I just feel like I'm the bad bitch on the board too. Shit, I be like, yeah, that's shit. I'm unique. My damn self. <laughs> right, but I think there is just you know, I feel like there needs to be some a little bit more of a bringing down of that that energy. I don't know. But I, I I I did enjoy the show. I really enjoyed it, okay? All right, so I'm gonna get to Karen Baby Ray, but first I promise y'all. Let me see this so I can get to okay, get time. Okay, so Maxwell, I put y'all Maxwell did a little rant. I think I got it up here. Hold on, let me see if I can at, at the show so I can play a little bit of it. Let me see. Going back to the Maxwell concert. Let me see if we can pull it up.
rant. The person didn't get all of it. It was more of a rant. I was laughing. I thought it was funny. I was like, who this woman in the area got people troll? Okay. He's like, well, who else is supposed to be out here? You supposed to be just out here. I mean, I don't know. Was somebody saying in some comments that he was shaking or something? Was somebody saying he was, what's happening? Y'all be saying he had that little drinky drink. Maxwell used to drink. And Maxwell, you know you used to drink that. What's that? What's that whiskey he used to be always doing? I remember it took like for a couple of years. He was on interviews. I was like, this, this nigga would be looking like he was drinking. Like he was drinking. <laughs> it was something wrong. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. Don't be trying to play us. Okay. So ain't nothing wrong. Maybe ain't nothing wrong now. <laughs> but what was that Habiki? What's that? What's the name of that expensive whiskey? Ugh, I hate whiskey. Ugh. What is that expensive? Ugh, that shit strong. My great my grandfather. When I was sick for a time, I was really really sick. Okay, I I was coming from Obama. When I was little, they used to do this shit too, but. I didn't remember. I remember it a little bit when I was little, but when I was, I came from the Obama. The Obama won uh, president when he became president elect, and I went to Chicago and I was in Grant Park and everything that night or whatever. And I came back and I was sick as a dog. They had to take me to the hospital. Listen, I my grandparents. I mean, they was taking care. Of, my grandparents really took care of me because I was like sick. You talking about? I was messed up in these streets. Okay. They had my grandparents had to skid me and take me to. The and it was a it, it it was a mess. Okay, so it was so funny because my grandmother, like a few months before, she was in the hospital, and so all of a sudden I'm at the hospital and I'm looking like my blood pressure, something happened, and my blood pressure spiked or something. And all these doctors came running in the room and stuff or whatever. And I was looking over to the side, my grandparents just looking at me. I'm like, shit, this shit's for us. <laughs> it, I mean, it was crazy because it was a moment I was having, but anyway. So I would get really sick. And my grandfather, when I got home, you know, my doctor, the doctor would give me some medicine to settle down. And my grandfather had uh, said, I'm tired of this shit. My grandfather, I'm tired of this shit. I'm, gonna, I'm getting ready to solve this right now. My, my grandma said, me, leave the girl and I just put, let her give her some blankets and put her to bed so she get really good. She, we'll, just, we'll, we'll bring you up some soup, Kiki. We'll take care of you here or whatever. My grandfather <laughs> Came up with these big old blankets. I mean, like, they was huge. <laughs> he started throwing them over. He's like, got 10 blankets. <laughs> I knew what was going to happen. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> he said, I'll be right back. My grandfather came back with that whiskey shit, them hot toddies. Ooh, Lord. He said, drink it all, drink it down, drink it, blah, blah, blah. The next, I ain't lying. The next, they put me in these blankets. I fell asleep. I was drunk. That's probably why I fell asleep. I was drunk. They, they hot toddy make you drunk. You be drunk. Okay, that whiskey is nasty. Okay. <laughs> I woke up in a puddle of water. Okay, no, listen. I had literally sweated that shit out. I was like, I was up. I was like, my grandpa was like, I told I said, I knew what I had to do. I knew. Sometimes you need to drink that whiskey and cover all of it and get that shit out of you. I caught, listen, I was better. <laughs> Within 24 hours, because that's how powerful whiskey shit is. I was, that whiskey is for sick people. <laughs> but anyway, my, 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 I saw Maxwell, like he used to talk about that whiskey hibiki or whatever he used to talk about. He that shit, that, 
whatever. It's like a really expensive whiskey. And like sometimes I would see him on some interviews other days. Did you have some other videos on the shit? You can fuck up. Okay, but so but I'm just not saying that. Just, I'm just saying it sometimes. <laughs> But I found that funny that he said, I ain't shit. I'm healthy. I was like, did nobody see? I didn't even see nothing. I was like, is he shaking? Because <laughs> he shake all the time. I, I just thought he was because he's like nervous, face right or something. But but uh, but no, yeah, we, wasn't, we really wasn't noticing that much. But it was funny. I just felt like it was full moon in Aries. Hilarious, okay? But now let me talk about Korean Bailey Ray. Oh, my God. <sighs> Oh, my God. I can't say enough. She's my Beyonce. <laughs> okay, listen. I love Korea Bailey Ray when she first came. I love her songwriting skills. I mean, I just, I mean, her voice is unusual. I love unusual voices. I just like her whole vibe. Like, it's so cute. I love her whole vibe. And, you know, this song, this song, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Just Like a Star. Oh, my God. It's special. I love that song. You know, that song is, I love the lyrics because it's, like, about a love that makes no sense. Like, it, it's, like, you don't understand. Like, this is a person that you, like, you argue with. You really, it's crazy. You really don't maybe have much in common, but. You just love them, and there's no explanation for it. That's why I love that song, just like the star. It's, you can feel that energy in the song. Oh, my God, the lyrics are so beautiful for that. Like, you know, he's just like, I don't know why I love your bum ass, but I do. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, so I like lyrics like that. And she had this young lady open up for her who I thought was good. Who's going to be up and, who's probably gonna be an up-and-coming person. Kara Jackson, she was so good. I enjoyed her, too. But Corinne, let me just say this. Okay, Corinne did not do, because this is the Black Butterflies too. okay? So she was doing a lot of songs, new stuff. And she did a lot of, she did kind of a lot of historical odes to Black America. She talked about Chicago when she was in Chicago and going up to look at Ebony and Jed and and all the things that, how it inspired her, how different things. Listen, she was given so much history within her show and throwing it in with her music. Uh, I, and at the end, she sang some of her, you know, her stuff, you know, her hits. But it was really an ode to the Black American experience. And she talked about her own Caribbean background and stuff like that. But, oh, my goodness, I cannot say enough. I loved every minute. Even when she came out and did the spiritual stuff, my acting teacher used to start off our, our things, a bong with the reunion. <laughs> I loved every moment. I loved every moment of Corinne Bailey. Listen, I will go see her again, again, and again. Man. If you get a chance to see her show, definitely do so. I enjoyed her so much. And she had this young lady with her. Uh, I forget her name, Millie. I forget her name. Oh, my God, I keep forgetting her name. But she was, she played the flute and could sing. Oh, my God. Uh, it was great. I'm telling you. I think everybody enjoyed it. And even though she didn't sing a lot of the 
stuff, you know, her normal stuff. She did a lot of the new stuff. But it was so fascinating how she put the show together, how she, um, how she, how with every song there was an inspiration behind it, and it had something to do with uh, Black American history and blackness. And I just thought, wow. I can't really say enough about the show. I can't really describe it to people. I think you should go see it. But I will say this, Korean baby, right? Let me just tell you, everybody, everybody, let me tell you about black people in America, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me tell you about my people. As you go on the lines down the line now, I don't know how they been, how they been receiving you. But you go, I know you at the end you say put the you know a couple of little hit songs, but some of these things you gonna have to go in there singing. You gonna have to mix up Aphrodisiac, <laughs> Trouble Sleeping, Bit to the Moon, and all that with the history songs. They be like, "Where is you gonna sing your song?" Did <laughs> 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 she not sing? She didn't sing my song. Listen, I didn't mind because I thought it was just such a beautiful. Oh, I tribute. I loved it. I loved every piece of it. I loved the music. I loved the writing. I loved everything. I thought it was such a beautiful thing. I hope something like that she's taping for a show, a live show, like to go on uh, KCPT or something like that. Like you know, KCPL. What's the KCPL now? Or something like that. Oh my God. It was so good, and it was educational, okay? I love educational shit, right? <laughs> Especially with music, right? And I love that Corinne Bailey Ray is uh, is a musician, not just a vocalist, but she's a musician, too. I love all of that. I love the whole thing. I enjoyed it. My Probably one of my favorite shows that I have been to. I just, yeah. She didn't have a lot of bells and whistles and shit. You know, Beyonce had every fucking bell and whistle to know the man. And shout out to Beyonce. But Korean Baby 8 Ray, simple, just historic, beautifully smart, well-written music. Just an evening of just enjoying really great musicianship. And I could tell she's going on this tour like a little unsure because she's doing a lot of new music. I loved it. I think it brought better energy to the show. I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed it. I wonder how she opened up with Maxwell. I don't know if she did. She just did all new stuff and she opened up. I got to ask Hannah that. I don't know if she asked. I think she opened up for Maxwell in San Antonio. Did she? I want to know how that show went, how she did. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I loved it. I did. I brought a sweatshirt. <laughs> I like her sweatshirts, though. Maxwell, I did see one of your sweatshirts, though. I was going to buy it, and I was like, it looked like you, it, instead of Maxwell, it looked like Elvis was on the back. <laughs> if Maxwell ever hears these shows, he's like, you <laughs> No, it did. I was like, I was like, is that back for Elvis? Because <laughs> he got the sweatshirt. Is it the high? I don't know what it is. On the back of it, it like he, I don't. I can't. 
I don't know who the person was. It looked like it was like a, a cut out of Elvis, but it was bad. We get up on closer introspection, and you get closer. <laughs> when you get closer up to the picture, you're like, oh, that's Macklin. <laughs> I can't buy a sweatshirt for that reason because I didn't want people to say, is that Elvis? <laughs> Child, please. I'm too much, okay? <laughs> if I talk about you, I love you. <laughs> Hilarious. Okay. So I didn't buy any new uh, sweatshirt or anything with Maxwell. It was my Beyonce shirt. I said I was just going to order it from Amazon, okay? Because her lives was ridiculous, okay? I wasn't about to wait in no, there no line, okay? And so I think I got my, my Renaissance uh, shirt on order. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't about to do it. I wasn't, yeah, I say I wasn't about to stay in the three-hour line. Okay, that's crazy. Okay. So, but, yeah, very interesting. Okay. So that's my take on the three, uh, my three concerts that I went to. I enjoyed every last one of them. <laughs> it was very uh, entertaining, including Maxwell. Even though I've seen Maxwell a million times now. <laughs> And I am uh, getting ready, like I said to y'all. Y'all don't believe me, but I, I, you know, I'm gonna take a a, a, a Maxwell break. Okay. <laughs> All right, listen, y'all be out here in these streets talking about Beyonce being 19 and Jay Z being 31. I saw this article y'all been having, going back and forth debating about that. Listen, that's all. Jay Z ain't the only one. And then I hear dating little girls, okay? But Beyonce was a grown-ass woman, okay? 19 is grown, okay? But y'all talking about Jay-Z was a grooming her. I don't, I don't consider that a woman. But it says, uh, power of Beyonce and Jay-Z are often viewed. This is from Atlanta Backstore. That's hip-hop's Bonnie and Clyde, which is why fans have kept their eyes on a couple for day, decades. Jay and the former Destiny Child singer first met in early 2000 when she was singing with the popular girl group, the crazy and love duo began dating in 2001 and secretly wed years later in 2008. He's 11 years her senior, which has always been a topic of discussion on social media. A recent circus clip from Jay-Z's birthday party in 2006 recently circulated online. It shows the Beyonce expressing her gratitude for the Holy Grail rapper while holding a glass of wine. You've taught me so many things. I was 20 years old when we first started dating. You taught me how to be a woman. You taught me how to live. You taught me how to be a friend, she said. You've given me so much in life, and this is, it's not enough. It's not enough I can give you, okay? The Beyonce singer continued, I just wanted you to be happy, and every year I'm even more in love with you, and I want to spend every day of my life with you. Happy birthday. I thank God for you, okay? Is that her? Oh, she looks young. Oh, you tell me how to be a woman is a little creepy. But I get what she's saying. I ain't mad at Beyonce. I love Beyonce in real moments. I love, because you don't see him seldom. So I'm actually looking at a video of Beyonce in a real moment. Let me check it out here for a minute. Somebody got the video online. 
she might be a little groomed. Okay, let me let me stop. I see this video. Okay, in no time, exes begin a back and forth about their age difference. Sparkin claims that Jay Z Jr. has noted by multiple outlets Beyonce admitted they met when she was 18 during her 2008 interview was 17, but then began dating because she was 19 at the time. Jay Z was 31. Listen. I had old men after me when I was like, I dated an old guy. I talked about that when I was in my queen, and then they creeped me out because this kid was the same age, like close to the same age as me. I was like, oh, no, this can't be. can't work out. <laughs> but it says, I, she said, uh, I really don't believe that you will love the same thing when you're 20 as you do at 30. So that's my rule. Before the age of 25, I would never get married, she would say. Let me just say this about Beyonce, Okay. <clears throat> I think one needs to look no further than Matthew and Tina to understand a little bit Beyonce. I mean, I don't know, you know, I, just you know, she grew up in a middle class home, I think, but at the same time, I think maybe the way Beyonce sees and views relationships, maybe a little bit through father figures. You know what I'm saying? Because Beyonce grew up in a two parent home. Uh, her father was also her manager. So uh, this is just Carlotta 101. I'm not saying this is facts, but that could have ex- affected the father-daughter relationship and how in some senses where it helped Beyonce in a lot of ways uh, in terms of, you know, um, how can I explain it? It may have helped her in a lot of ways in terms of, um, you know, having that two-parent home, that stability and stuff like that. But also having your father has that manager and uh, father may be tough. You know what I'm saying? How do you see relationships? Because your father shapes your relationships. You know what I'm saying? He does. He does. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a father figures in your life will shape your relationships. They will. They will. Um, and Jay-Z, the choice of Jay-Z does not surprise me for her and him being older. And maybe slightly groomed, maybe, maybe a little bit. I can see that he's a Sagittarius. Beyonce is a Virgo. Virgos come with that uh, innocent yet very wise stance, especially the Scorpio moon. Um, I think Beyonce picks what she picks. What she she went from one protective umbrella to another one. I get it, totally. Um. Does he maybe act as a father figure a little bit? Probably. Maybe a softer father figure than Matthew, and that's why y'all see the grooming. I can see it in the video. I can see how she's talking, but I love Beyonce in the real moments because I think that's when you really catch the real Beyonce. In the video, yeah, I get where y'all see the grooming part because she's like, you tell me you want me, you know, I can't be enough, can't be enough. I get, I, I, get, I get what y'all saying, but I also believe that is a little bit of maybe there is – getting a softer father figure in Jay-Z. Plus a level. And depending on what 
was a vibe that was given off into the home. You know what I'm saying? Like over time, how do you see men in your life? You know, um, Now, we know Matthew, in the later years, he was wild up in them streets, allegedly. He was cheating and had a side baby and all this stuff like that. Same thing with Joe Jackson and stuff like that. Uh, those kind of things can affect the way you 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 understand how relationships operate. And maybe that's why Beyonce is very, she goes into her Scorpio moon about the relationship because maybe... There's not as much empowerment there as you'd like to think. That's all I'll say on that note. But I see where y'all were saying that. But she was, uh, uh, she said, they said, there's a very, that is a very, regardless, social media users were stuck on the Renaissance singer admitting he taught her to be a woman. That is a very wild statement. Why did your man teach you how to be a woman instead of your mother? Your mother. I mean, she was kind of groomed, so, um, I don't think she meant it in terms of you taught me how to be a woman. Like, you know, maybe she went through, there was certain things. Because, listen, listen, let me just say this, okay, kids? I know you new school kids like to uh, think of everything. But there are certain points of womanhood that you get from marriage. Why you get from people you date and you see and love. That's a part of growing. I get it, Beyonce. I see you, Beyonce. I'm going to pick up for you today. <laughs> I don't get locked in a body. I'm in a good mood. Okay. I see where she could think that. There are certain loves that come into your life, and they teach you another level of womanhood. Not the type that your mother does, your grooms you to be or whatever like that, but teaching you how to be a woman who loves, who comes full circle in those relationships. You know, one of the things that, when you guys, I mean, the Illuminati people always talk about this, okay? If you look at um, the story of the Crazy in Love video, if you ever seen the Crazy in Love video, how they teach us the story, I don't know, you know, y'all say it's the Illuminati stuff going on, I don't know, but here's what I say. In the video, I think it's very telling. It's a very interesting video. It's interesting. I mean, she probably didn't know that it was going to be done like this, but <clears throat> in the video, she's coming. She's a little girl. Remember, she's walking down the street, and she's got these little shorts and stuff like that, and suddenly uh, she, Jay-Z, she gets in the car or something like that. I don't know if she's in the back of the car or whatever, and then uh, she, uh, when she emerges out the car, first she's just a little girl, but when she emerges out the car, He's this vixen, and, like, he's standing next to her, and then he's starting to rap, whatever, and she's, like, suddenly she's sexual, and she's moving. She's, like, a whole nother. Like, he, he's transformed her, if you look at that video. She, 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 like, he's in the car, and the car catches on fire. You see that? And when she comes out of that car, she, there's a transformation happening. Listen, baby. And some things, little kids, let me explain to y'all, babies, okay? It's not about grooming, but I do understand how y'all get that, and I do say that she may be a little bit groomed. But let me just tell y'all, though. There are some loves that come along, and they transform the fire. And, and like Beyonce, when she says he may have licked that 
fire that transforms her, maybe sexually, uh, spiritually, mentally, in her growth. And I think that's dope to say. I don't think that's a bad thing. It may be a little gloom in there, too, because, you know, we there is some unanswered questions about Jay-Z, like the Foxy Brown stuff, but I digress. Let me just keep this a good day. All I'm saying is <clears throat> there is a point where a man can teach a woman something about womanhood in terms of transforming into your sexuality, transforming into your uh, 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 a form of sexuality you never thought you, you may like there's sometimes when women have several different relationships and stuff like that, but there there can be one person that transforms their sexual energy, that transforms their um uh uh how they experience being a woman and that comes through love. Right? You know what I'm saying? Listen, hey. It's like, remember, and, and, and what's her name, song? Uh, what's her name? Oh, what's her, I love the song. It's a, it's a cute little innocent song. Um, uh, Shanice Wilson, I Love Your Smile. Okay? And she said, she's talking about, in the song, there's a part of the lyric that she says, I'm going to put that new black meaning on my charge anyway. So I love your smile. You know, she's like, but she's talking about this guy is transforming her. He's like, oh, you know, when you have a crush, you're like, oh my goodness, what I'm gonna wear? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. Like, you know, you, women can like sometimes when we are. Uh, there's another song, uh, medicine. Like she talks about, I blame you. She talks about uh, people asking me about the glow I seem to have. I'm not saying or whatever. That's a transformation. Love can sometimes bring you into a transformation. And the and as a woman, it can teach you different levels of womanhood. So I'm not going to say Beyonce is wrong completely here about him teaching her somewhat about how to be a woman. Maybe what she really meant was he taught her, he gave her a next level to her womanhood. You know, she was very young when she was saying that. But maybe what she meant is he gave her a next level to her womanhood. And that can often happen at certain times certain people, like they can bring, like, you know, there are certain, um, I've seen people before, like, think of this, I can make a disguise so nobody know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but I've had friends where, like, they've been in relationships with people and stuff like that, and, you know, they've just been, you know, plain Holly, put, put purebred Holly and stuff. <laughs> and you like, but suddenly they get in a relationship with one person, and suddenly you start seeing, like, <laughs> Like, you start seeing, like, a transformation. Like, you're like, like what, what's going on with you? Like, you know, they, like, they they dictioned up. Like, you're like, whoa. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> like, but, you know, it's a, a man, and sometimes there has been a man that has helped that transformation because, they have uh, found another level of feeling a certain way about themselves through feeling a certain way about him, right? And so I get that. I think that's what Beyonce is trying to say. And you can see the transformation in her since Jay-Z a little bit. 
Beyonce's a lot more. I mean, but Beyonce was always sexy, but Beyonce's gotten a lot more uh, sexual energy. I, I love the drunken love song. I feel like that. Yeah, I feel like, oh shit, I see y'all. I've been entertaining to be. Like, I feel like that's her sexual energy. It's like, she's like, she's like, this is this, this Negro got me, like, you know, and serve her work. Y'all know you see that. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> I'm out here singing, we be all night. Can't turn me into a thought. <laughs> I've been drinking. I've been drinking. She, she got, that's what she means. That's another, it's another level of woman in her. So I don't know if I can say so much that's grooming, okay? I mean, I get it. But I get what y'all saying on both ends. But I don't know if I agree except with the article about her being groomed, okay? She was 19. She grown ass woman, okay. But she, yes, he does have. Uh, 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 he does have a lot of stuff on her, but age on her. But it happens, okay. Uh, but it says I, it, you know, listen. A lot of times too, I hear. I'll tell you this. Let me just say this. A lot of people out here think, and it's a, it's a been a thing in the manosphere, especially nowadays. A lot of people think, oh, I'm gonna give me a young girl and groomer. Right, uh, I always say that's a trick bag, okay? <laughs> unless you just get an idiot, because uh, unless you get somebody who doesn't evolve, because women evolve. You're not the same person at 25 that you are at 40. You know what I'm saying? Like I look at myself and I'm like, now I will say this for me, okay? I had years in my 30s, okay. Um, that were very light years, but also very dark for me. So I really see now a revisitation, a little bit of my, the 25-year-old. She's a little bit come back, I think, for me. Because I was very different in my 20s. She's come back a little bit. I'm I'm more vixen-y now. I'm back to my humor. And my friend was like, damn. Like, I'm like, yeah. one of my friends was like, damn, I listened to you. I was like, what the fuck? She's like, she's a change. Like, she's a... But I really had a spiritual experience like that. Um, that really hit me in such a different way that it it reminded me of who I was to get back to me. It's been a beautiful experience for me. It happened. You know what I'm saying? Um, so um, women evolve. Women change. Women go. So the person I was at 31, the 50-year-old is me. I... I'm actually, I'm always sort of like, who the fuck? When I even look at pictures, I'm going, who the fuck is that? <laughs> like, sometimes I'm not sure. You know, I'm like, wow, where was I at? What? You know, I was having, I was me, but I wasn't me. So, yeah, women evolve, and they become, and that was me, but it was just a different version of me. I think women uh, uh, are always evolving, and a part of that evolution as a woman is is relationships and love. And uh, I get what Beyonce was saying, okay? And some people say, some people claim they can relate to B celebratory speech. This is from Yahoo. It says, claiming that her statement about J, uh, an American journal, teaching her how to be a woman was misinterpreted. This person says, I think this is so beautiful. It sounds like he taught her how to naturally be soft with a man as a woman and what it means to feel good as a woman when connected to a man or one individual. You won't get it if a man has never provided protection and stepped up for you in a way that 
has allowed you to operate in your feminine energy as a woman. I agree. And it's not just about operating in your feminine energy as a woman. It is a chemistry, too. <laughs> because, you know, you don't have to even, listen, you can have a chemistry that will, that can affect the way you move as a woman. Like a woman, like I said, this, like uh, like that son, I love your smile. She said she's going to put that new black mini on her charging way, but she just likes this guy. Uh, there can be a person that transforms you and you never even, like you have a crush and you never even get to know them, but they can transfer your whole energy or your whole vibe. That's facts. <laughs> so as a woman, you can have a lot of transformations like that and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be necessarily protecting and providing for you and stuff like that, but it, can, it that chemistry can create um, that, energetic change to and womanhood and stuff like that, okay? Yeah, like I remember having a discussion with when I we were having a discussion I was having a discussion with my friends. We were having a big discussion. We women we get together and we talk like we talk a lot about a lot of crazy things. And one of the things that we discussed was like, you know, different ones of my friends was talking about how different how they responded sexually different to different people in their relationships, which I found fascinating. You know, I'm probably I find sexual energy and how sex is used and stuff very fascinating. And so one of my friends was saying, listen, here, she was talking about how she was with somebody, and, you know, she said, you know, I've been with a lot of this. She said, this one man, she said, I was with, she said, I was like, he made me feel like I was a porno star, honey. I was, <laughs> I was doing everything. <laughs> And we was like, okay, we was like, what? But it was because she had this energetic, very high sexual, intense chemistry with him, right? And so that those things can transform women too. Oh my God, it's so many, uh, so many transformative ways you can transform a woman. So I don't think I don't think bad of what she's saying. And I've seen that in her in her music videos and stuff like that. You can't. She's kind of showing you that in some senses, her energy towards him, what she feels about him, those videos, that chemistry. She uh, very, uh, you can, you can see. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Facts. I don't, I won't say grooming. Okay. I thought that was an interesting story, uh, interesting article, but it's, a, I like the speech. I love, she's just a young girl. Okay. So that's a, that is, She's very young when she gives that speech, all right? But uh, interesting, nonetheless. Wait a minute. Did somebody say something on my face? Okay, hold on. Let me get to this. I think they did. Hold on. Somebody said something about it. Uh, hold on. Try to pull that back up. Um, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Child, I ain't got time to be playing with them. Oh, Manda, which is one of my favorite people, she said, uh, even during the uh-oh days, I was kind of looking at him sideways because Jay-Z was a grown man, then has a kid, we saw him as old, and yes, they're going to have to answer for, to the Foxy stuff. And she was like 16. I've heard younger than that. Uh, he was like 28. Is that uh, too much different from Aaliyah, 15, and Kelly, 27? I do find it interesting how if it's true what they say about Jay-Z allegedly messing with Foxy Brown. I mean, I found that interesting. Now, I found it interesting the way uh, Damon Dash responded to it when, when Nick Cannon asked him about it. He was like, what are you trying? Why are you bring that up? Why are you? 
I mean, he was trying to stay far away from it, but uh, but he was also implying a lot too. Listen, I don't know. Maybe they holding that against him for later date and time. But um, she now that would be interesting. That's more interesting. But I will say, listen, I will say in the era of Fox News, and people get mad at me for saying this. Okay, a lot of times in that era we were coming up in, it was a lot of younger girls dating old men. Okay, I, I hate to say that. I know people be getting that. I was on the show talking one time, and I said that, and people was like, "Yo, oh, I wouldn't say it was normal. I said I would. I don't know how many old men in the crack era I used to see outside of the school waiting on their girlfriends that was in high school. And I saw high crack era produced a different type of high school girl, okay? Crack era, uh, if you was 15, you was really 20. I'm not saying it was right to be for men, grown ass men to be dating women, but I used to hear girls be saying, "Wow, so they knew exactly what the hell was going on." I just said it, it, it was just a different time. It's a different atmosphere. I'm not saying it was right. I'm just saying it was a different atmosphere, different space, different time. Pre-crack era, I mean during crack era and post-crack era. <laughs> I will say, but he's not the only. Look at Young Miami and Diddy. Okay, that's a lot of these old men today, uh, young girls. Okay, it's not new. I mean, we try to y'all acting like that's new out in these streets. Okay, a lot of them like the little girls. I read an article. I told y'all about an article one time. I read about this girl who's dating this younger man. I mean, this older man. She's like, he acts. He can't even tell. He acts young. I said, I bet he do. <laughs> She was saying that she didn't have no problem with the age difference because he was young acting. I was like, okay, <laughs> that says a lot. It would, it would be, but but that I mean that happens a lot of times. A lot of times people men want to maintain their youth. Uh, I always think of the Hey Nineteen by Steely Dan. You know, I'd be like, shit, women is different. You know, I, I had a mother. Okay, I'm gonna tell you, my mom would probably get mad if you tell it. But when I was young, my mother used to date younger men. Okay, my mama was always dating younger My mother even dated one of my husband's classmates. I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> my mama liked young men, okay? Listen. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. I'm not talking about it while he was in high school. No, he was out of down. Let me get that straight. No, he was like, we were in our late 20s, and my mother was dating this dude in his late 20s, and my mother was probably like 40-something. I was like, come on, for real? Seriously? <laughs> Not like he's in high school. Hell no. Nah. Okay, she liked the young dudes like in their late 20s, 30s, and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I thought that fascinating. Uh, some younger, some women like younger men. I, I personally, no, not high school. I'm not talking about high school. I'm talking about when it, it was, uh, it was it, they were way older. But yeah, I, I, for women, I think it's different. I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I like Shears. They, what's his name? I would just feel that would just be for strange to me. But I don't know. I think. I don't know. I guess it's strange for the men, too. I don't know. But very interesting, okay? So I don't know if Jay-Z and Beyonce can really, I, I 
I think she was grown. 19 is pretty grown and responsible. I mean, I was at 19, I knew what the hell I was doing, okay? So I'm sure Beyonce did too, all right? So, you guys, we've come to the end of the show. Thank you guys for hanging out with me like you do every week. Child, it's, it's been one for the books, okay? Goodness, can you believe we have Friday already? All right, let's leave us. We're going to be talking about age and love and Jay-Z, Beyonce, all this stuff. Let's leave out with my, one of my favorite songs. Yes, we're going to leave out with Stevie Dance tonight, Hey 19, because, you know, <laughs> that's how I feel about young and me. I'm like, Hey 19. <laughs> I don't have a young dude try to holler, okay? <laughs> Even be a man. They be trying to holler. <laughs> but you, you, I mean, if I was single child, please, they too young too. I can't take no young kids. <laughs> I don't know. People say it's different. People, my friends who are single now, I had a couple of friends who dated young men so they could single. And they say, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd be like, oh, okay. But we're going to leave out tonight with Steely Jen. Hey, 19. You know, this is a CC show. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Oh, God, do I have any other stories I need to share with you guys? If I do, I'm going to have to um, bring it up on um, – y'all going to have to wait. If I have the other story, I may have to bring it up on the uh, on the weekend show or something like that or if we do a show this weekend, okay? I think – Oh, I forgot to tell about the Jason Derulo story. We'll we'll figure it out. I'll try to talk about it this weekend if I have another show this week. All right, you guys have a good one. I'm leaving out with Stevie Dan. Hey, nineteen. See y'all. Bye. <laughs>
right. Hey, everybody. If you are listening to the sound of my voice, you are listening to the Archive Show. What's up to the Archive listeners? Listeners, thank you guys so much for hanging out with me like you do every week, listening to me rant and rave about pop culture, my ideas, my thoughts. No need to, I, listen, I never mean to offend anyone. <laughs> it's just my therapy, okay? I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. Thank you guys so much for hanging out and doing so. Uh you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page if you want to uh, have suggestions for the show or you come say hi or whatever. You're welcome to hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also uh, DM me on Carly's underscore galaxy on Instagram. And my Twitter accounts are the Chatwood Show and Carlotta72 for both Twitter. I mean, was it? X accounts, okay? And there's a TikTok and also, I've been putting posting more on TikTok. There's a TikTok in the tab, the threads. I don't know what they are. Y'all just gonna have to just follow the social media post. <laughs> Put my name in the same tab. I don't know. <laughs> I'm old, okay? I don't know. <laughs> all right, you guys. Uh, you guys can hit me up on all the social media platforms. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me like you do every night. Let's leave out with tonight. Holland Oats, I can't go for that. It's the CC Show. Y'all have a good one. Have a great weekend. See ya.